And we are coming down in three, two, one. Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Team Washable. Nope. Souls. Just Souls? Just Souls. With Mass Chris Massey. And the Red Baron. Rat, 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 rat. The rat. The rattiest of rats. Nobody likes the rat. Exactly. I like the rat. Then you better use a joke that I said off air, you musk rat. <laughs> Because he's musky. And he's a rat. Yeah, we like, got this that is, part. Just some, some swamp rat. Oof. <laughs> he is a swamp rat. Star Wars, May the 4th. Ooh. May the 4th be with you. Mock didn't realize oh, that he made gross. that joke. Did I? <laughs> there it is. You called him a swamp rat. Oh. Isn't it a womp rat? Nope. Not for this uh... joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know in the Family Guy Star Wars, it's a womp rat. <laughs> well, you know what? Now you're a womp rat. Oh, well, I'll take it back. I take it back. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so welcome to another quarantine edition of Getting Sports with Drunk, week seven or eight. He's doing <clears throat> terrible, dude. I left the house yeah. yesterday and it felt great. Up until you went back. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm pretty much like I pretty much stand outside in like the skimpiest women's clothing I can, hoping to be trafficked. <laughs> I'm available. All I've gotten was on the the town town watch out sites. <laughs> yeah, there's some like there's some there's some not doing well delinquent over there. Not doing well delinquent. Yeah. Okay. What, what are you gonna make fun of me for being an idiot? A little bit. He was gonna. He That's was gonna. Up, bro. I'm so upset with you, Mass. I'm in your misery. Are you, though? I actually am. Kyle, why are you an idiot? I don't know. I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Lord have mercy on all of us. So, uh... Start the lineups? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't got anything better. I'm drinking a diet snapple with a little bit of so wait, so we're back to drinking now? Kyle yelled at me for not this week, so I figured I'd just go grab whatever I had left downstairs. You have a terrible day downstairs. I'm so tired huh. of that pulling spring shit he drinks. Holy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle. Anyways, what's everybody else drinking? I what do you have souls. Oh, candle. Uh, jump the gun here. Rat. Yep, from Breckenridge Brewery in Colorado. I have a vanilla porter. What's it called? It's uh, just called the vanilla porter. He's <laughs> <laughs> not looking hard enough for the name. Is that the Riddler collection? No, no. 
Uh, I've actually, also, it was the Riddler's recommendation, though. It was. It was the Riddler's recommendation. Uh, Drink your Riddler's recommendation. Drink your own shit, Kevin. I did. I had a hard time turning off Instagram. <laughs> Pretty, really hard time. Literally or figuratively. Mess, Mess. your mom is listening. Yeah, what a, what a dumb bitch you are. <laughs> Goes against his own rule. <laughs> that's, that's right, folks. The Mass's mom is live on Twitch right now listening to the show. What's up, Mama Massey? Hey. She's taking a break from wrecking teenagers in Rocket League to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, that game can make you look really cool completely by accident. Yeah. It can also make you look really stupid whenever you try to do something. Yep. Play it with Kyle. No, I, yep. I have played it with Kyle, and he just keep hitting, keeps hitting me. <laughs> Kyle is the best defender on the other team. <laughs> and it's not even close. Kyle, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Ninja vs. Unicorn. Again? I, it's all I got in my fridge, bro. Well, Kyle, you, you, you pass like 30 liquor stores a day on the way to work. Yeah, I might as well finish them off, you know. Uh, so, so playing off the it was in my fridge. What is that noise? I don't know, but it's... Pa- Paul, are you playing the, uh, the, wood, the wood scales thing? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a scaled frog, and it's meant to sound like a frog when you do it. You know, as soon as you said it, like that's exactly what it sounds like. That's spot on. I, I, I'm sorry, have you not heard a frog before? <laughs> that sounds like a frog. <laughs> is, that, is that the frogs they got out in Milford? Yeah. <laughs> it stole my car. The wood frogs, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, playing off. Milford's a uh, stupid city. The souls. It was in my fridge. I have my last sea hag from Nebco. Yeah, yeah. me. That guy drank that four hundred times on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a six pack, so your math's a little off. Yeah, twenty four hundred times. Stupid. Um, I'm drinking. Uh, Basil Hayden's Caribbean Reserve Rye Bourbon Whiskey finished in rum casks. Ooh, I hear it. Is it in yeah. the glass? It is. I got some rocks in here. Ooh. Sounds good. Some, some frozen milk rocks? Yeah, hold, hold, hold on. Let me switch it around one more time for you. <laughs> wow. I, I would like you to put that thing out of arm's reach. <laughs> I put it in my pants, where it belongs. Fair enough. Uh, Toast of Excellence? Yeah, I got one. Uh, Baseball is back. Aw, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be airing the Korean Baseball League on ESPN. At 1 a.m. And Kyle, for all your people, you can make a FanDuel lineup. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, he already did it. You have to do it for the show. All right, I'll do it for tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Really had to twist his arm. Took no convincing. (laughs) Oh, Kyle. Aaron Altair is playing in it. Mock looks like he has somebody creeping on him from the side of the closet. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Uh oh. Oh, There's two. Two. (laughs) There's a Derek Jeter in there. Yeah, why does he why does he have Captain Morgan and Mark Teixeira in there? Ooh, it's not Mark Teixeira. <laughs> Come 
Come Although on. he's better than Ryan Howard. We are not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, do you have a toast of excellence? I do. Uh, I'd like to wish James Harrison a very happy birthday. Uh, Did you see that weird picture of him holding his kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like the ten year challenge, but like, come on, you can't do that. Massey, I actually don't have one. All right. Well, figure it out. Um, well, how am I supposed to figure out yours, Kyle? Well, Massey's got to figure out his, so I can figure out another one for me. Because <laughs> Ma took mine. You didn't claim dibs. It doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, kind of does. So, he, knows, he knows that's what I was going for. Mine is to the release of Bartolo Colon's autobiography, Big Sexy. <laughs> Did he really? I pre-ordered it. It comes with an autographed poster of Big Sexy. Oh, that's shirtless. awesome. It's him shirtless smoking a Winston up against like a cactus. <laughs> oh, I got one. It's not that. That's not the picture, by the way. <laughs> but it should be. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, mine to the Cowboys for possibly getting their starting quarterback, Andy Dalton. I saw this thing that said, wouldn't it be funny if this whole time everyone thought he was a redhead, but then he shows up to the first game with blue hair because he dyed it red for the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I don't got anything sports-related, so shout-out to Come on. Nancy, I guess. Make it up. I'm, I'm not going to stop till you have one. I've made up some. Just make it sound convincing. Yeah, make it to throwback jerseys. Right. All right, perfect. But, but don't. Uh, toast of excellence to the throwback jerseys. No, no. You can't no. do the throwback jerseys. That's Kendall's and, staple. And you, you can't just do all staple. of them. Do it to yeah. Roquan Davis, man. Or Roquan Smith. That's what I meant. Damian <laughs> Williams got robbed. That's true. Yeah. Toast of so misfortune. Toast of that guy. Here, can, I do it early, can I do it early to what we're doing the Civil Silence for? No, that's not a toast of excellence. It's a simple silence, you dumbass. Do it to Henry. Henry is laying on the floor right now. His whole tongue is out of his head. Toast of and excellence ja- to Henry. There you go. And Jackson just stepped on his tongue. Uh, toast of excellence to the NFL 2017 draft class. Four of the five top picks got their options supplied. Trubisky. <laughs> I tell you, and the so, true shocker, the Chiefs uh, exercised the fifth-year option on Patrick Mahomes. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. They should have declined it. <laughs> Sit out until he gets... Let him test the waters. Yeah, let's Can see you imagine worth. what he would make? What do you think the biggest offer he would get would be? I don't know. Someone's daughter? I don't know. Com- considering that... Tunsil just got a $30 million a year deal. Uh, Mahomes is going to get $75 billion next year. Do you think somebody yeah. would be stupid enough to give him like 40% of the salary cap? Yeah, and they're not going to win. I didn't say they would win. I asked if somebody would be stupid enough to give them. So, <laughs> it would have to I be think, a yeah. really young team that has talent. So, nobody... It would have to be. It would have to be Arizona. They'd have to boot Murray to the Dolphins. (laughs) Here we go. Mock, you liar. What? I just looked it up. He's only making $20 million a year, you liar. Tunsil? I thought he signed. Who? Tunsil? Yeah. Didn't he just sign some huge extension that it was like for 30? 64 for 3. 
thought I saw Sean. He's not that stupid. He's stupid, but not that stupid. No, he is that stupid. I think the thing that I saw said that it was 64 for two. That's why I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) I didn't look into it much farther than that. Alright, so Massey, you wanted to do a sip of silence. Yeah, well, everyone open your silence. beers first. Everyone open your beers. We're done with our toast. Crack them. Uh, sip of silence to the legendary coach, Don Shula. Oh, hold uh, on, let me open my frog. I really don't care for that. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Don Shula, not only does he lead for have the record for most wins by a head coach. Um, but he he has 347 wins. He also coached against an NFL coach who was a uh, coach in the first year of the league and a coach who is still coaching now. He had a 5-4 and four head-to-head record against George Hallis and then 2-0 and oh against Bill Belichick. That's quite a time span. So cheers to... Yeah, he's, a, he's not going to give anything remotely close to this when Sean McVay dies. Cheers to Don Shula. Went to a steakhouse in Miami one time. Yeah. Yeah, he had like one of those like forty-eight ounce steak challenges, like eat forty-eight ounces of steak in like ninety minutes, and you get like on the wall of fame and a picture with me and. I didn't do the challenge. <laughs> I watched a few guys, but I pulled a Kyle and ordered chicken fingers at a steakhouse. <laughs> Kyle, you didn't actually do that, did you? Kyle, gets gr- he gets grilled chicken fingers there. Oh, he gets oh. grilled chicken fingers and he dips them in mayo. Ooh, yeah, that's where the that's where I crossed the line. <laughs> no, you you didn't cross the line. I crossed the line. It would be you honey mustard with grilled chicken. <coughs> anyways what are you doing this week this week I mean it just started but I'm doing pretty good I've uh, been really busy the past uh, past 24 hours yeah. yep smashing not bitches just video game characters <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, recently putting together a kitchen island that I'm going to have to finish after the show no shot. Yeah, no shot. There's so, zero percent chance to do that. So the thing about it is I have, like, just the drawer left. If I had, like, ten more like... minutes, but I was already late. You might as well just been later. What did me in is I put the hinges on backwards. Ooh, classic. I've done but, that. But in my defense, in my defense, there was absolutely no instruction as to how they go. Kendall one time was building an island and he couldn't figure out the hinges, so he just super glued the doors on and said, now they're for decoration. Yeah. <laughs> this is my dry sink now. <laughs> but they, it literally was just like attached hinges. <laughs> so after I put on all eight hinges and attached the first two doors and noticed that they didn't close properly, I almost broke everything in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this isn't like related to the show, but what are you doing with the other island then? Well, we're going to have Dual Island. Oh, good. I was like, please don't tell me that's coming back. I'm going to need you to come pick it up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tonight. All right, so I figure we'll start with... Um, uh, actually, hold on, guys. One sec. Talk amongst yourselves.
We'll start with, I don't know. Mark, you got your thing ready for this week? Yes, um, I do. As a matter of fact, I had two different ideas, and as of right now, I can only remember one of them. (laughs) But I think I emailed it to myself, so let me check that out. Would you really forget that? Well, see, I, I what it is, Kyle, is I think of these things most of the time while I'm at work. And so then what happens is I write them to myself and email them. Nice. And it appears that I didn't do that, so I'll go with the one that I remember. <laughs> do, do you guys want to do that now? Yeah, why not? We can't. Right. We're doing the AFC breakdown now to make sure we have enough time. All right. Sorry, Mark. I thought Paul had left. I did leave, but I put my headphones right back in when you were like, so do you want to do that? <laughs> All right, Paul, go. And I was like, oh, no, this is the part of the show where Mark takes out his dingling. Ah, I remember the other option. Ah, see, it all worked what? out. But, but here's the thing. The other option requires homework, so I'm not going to do it. Well, we have time to do homework. Mess, what are you doing? Uh, it's, it's, uh, AFC, so we can talk about the, real quick, one of the greats. I already, I already did this last week, you bitch. We don't need your help. Alright. You rat fuck. Love you. You know, it's a real bummer when uh guys that we predicted to go in the first round went in like the fifth. Because <laughs> you let Rebecca pick. Alright, so we're gonna start in the AFC East with the Bills of Buffalo. Um their biggest need going into the draft was edge rush, cornerback, running back, offensive line, and linebacker. Um I also think that wide receiver should have been on this list. What? It should be on this list every year. They have a decent wide. They have a decent receiver. They they addressed it. They traded for Diggs. Yeah, but that's still okay. So they have Diggs. And and John Brown was very good last year for them. And they have Cole Beasley in the slot. They still need a receiver. Anyways, they 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 need more depth. John Brown's not a consistent receiver. He hasn't proven anything to show that he's going to be good for back to back years. And Stephon Diggs has showcased his whole career that he's going to give you seven games where he's going to put up four thousand yards, and then six games where he's going to give you ten yards, and one game with a tantrum. And Cole Beasley, it's only a matter of time before he beats somebody. <laughs> he, he was a cowboy yeah. and has a clean record. It's happened. He he just looks like a guy that lives in a trailer park. <laughs> he does. He has that name too. And we're seeing Cole. And then, so the Buffalo Bills in the draft addressed with their second round pick because they didn't have a first pick. Uh, edge rusher AJ Epinsea, uh, running back Zach Moss, wide receiver Gabriel Davis. Then they got quarterback Jake Fromm. Then they went kicker. They traded up to get a, another wide receiver in round six and then drafted a cornerback in the seventh round. I'm giving them an A. I also give them an A. I think that they're only starting to make their defensive line better. They had Ed Ol- they have Ed Oliver and now OJ Epinesa going right next to each other. That's fucking terrifying already on that defensive line. They get a decent backup quarterback just in case something happens to Josh Allen. And they invest a couple more wide receivers in. 
What's not to love about this draft? And essentially drafted Stephon Diggs with a first round pick. Yes. Uh, my favorite pick is a Zach Moss pick. Yes, that too. I don't like the Fromm pick. I, I will never understand it. I, I know I'm not an NFL coach or anything or a GM, but to me, when you need a backup quarterback and you're drafting somebody strictly for backup purposes, what, and you don't have a lot of picks, why would you pick one of your use one of your higher picks to get him? Doesn't make any sense. Did they get him in like the fifth round? It doesn't matter though. There's still really good names on the board in the fifth round. A lot of people fell in this draft because a lot of people took other guys that they wanted. It, it, you're picking Jake Fromm. It's not like, like it's not like Josh Allen is an undersized quarterback that's always getting hurt. <coughs> it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I I love everything about this draft. I mean, essentially, you took a quarter like the system that you run. Josh Allen's the perfect quarterback for it, and then you went out and you got a quarterback that's four inches shorter and weighs almost thirty pounds less. He can't run that offense. He can't run that offense without that big of a difference. I give him a B. Kyle, give him a B plus. I also, the addressed, I also think they addressed corner too late. Kyle, give us your reasons why. Well, they got another edge rusher that they kind of needed. You know, he fell to him, so why not? They got a running back that pairs well with Singletary. Um, I personally like the Fromm pick just because he fell and needed a backup. And uh, their defense was already good. They addressed a couple of receivers that probably just play special teams. But, oh, no, I think they did pretty well. Kendall? Uh, I'll give them an A minus. I think they yeah, you no know, shit, you homer. drafted a lot of their needs. I agree with you, Paul. I think it was kind of early uh, to pick a quarterback. I think they could have done that later. And also, we spoke last week about kind of the special teams pick of a kicker or punter. I don't know. I'm just in a different mindset. So, I'm kind of knocks them down a peg for me. Hmm. I think Zach Moss will be one of the steals of this draft. I love him. Well, you didn't mention him the first time. I don't think he was. Uh, yeah. Also, he's not open. Out. He's not openly gay, so I don't know where you're getting that information from. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to uh, a little south in the division to the Miami Dolphins. Their team needs everything except tight end, <laughs> and they had the picks to help with that. Um, their three first round picks were Tua Tungavaloa or whatever the hell you pronounce it. I go by No, it's Tungavaloa. Everyone knows it. There's an N in there that you can't see. Because um, if you squint, the V goes upside down, then it's tongue up below it. Gotcha. Um, their second first-round pick was tackle Austin Jackson, and then their last first-round pick was another guy that no one can pronounce, cornerback. Um, and then in the second round, they went guard and defensive tackle, uh, and then the rest of the draft, safety, guard, defensive end, outside linebacker, uh, long snapper, wide receiver. You got a long snapper. They win. <laughs> I gotta go ahead and give them a B. I love their gamble on Tua. You know, if he ends up being healthy and actually sticks out his career, this is gonna be a phenomenal pick. This will go down to one of the best picks. Um, I think that Austin Jackson was as good of a reach as was Noah uh, Jake. Say his I mean, they grabbed a lot of pieces. I think they're a couple years away from being competitive, but 
at the end of the day, I think they reached on a couple of things. I give an A minus. I mean, Tua was their guy the whole time, and they stuck with it. They could have easily fucked that up and didn't. Um, Austin Jackson for me was the one pick I didn't really care for in the, their top three rounds, but the the Noah Igbenigan guy. <laughs> um, big fan of that pick. I think people, a lot of people like look at it as a reach because he wasn't like a first round talent on a lot of people's boards. But like people forget that they have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. They didn't need a number one corner. They needed a corner that can learn. Show is has progressed every year in college, which he did. He statistically got better every single year. His IQ went up every single year, and his draft stock continued to climb from the end of the season all the way to draft day. And they don't need somebody that can go in and lock down Stephon Diggs at two games a year. They have that already. They need somebody that can come in, play dirty, play gritty, get the job done on the, the number three receiver or in the slot, and can learn from two veterans that know how to play corner. I think this guy is going to be their number one corner in three years. I, this, this pick to me was like, a, hey, we have the guys to teach our, their replacement. And he's, I think he's going to be great for them down the, down the stretch. I think that they set their team up for – I think that this was an fir- amazing first wave of the official rebuild of the Miami Dolphins. And I, I, like, I like the picks. They went everywhere. They, they, they didn't focus on any one thing way too much. I mean, you can never have enough offensive linemen, but to draft and to draft three with all their picks, I don't think that's a waste at all. No, they they added depth on at every level in the defense. I I love their draft, love it. I I think they had a great draft, so I put them in that that A minus range. I was waiting for them to almost trade away a lot of their picks this year for picks next year. Because and then use we, all those tra- those picks to trade up to get Trevor Lawrence and no, Tua. <laughs> no, I mean, because we Probably know Tua's going to sit for a year. Like, we just saw them trade away this past year. You know, they traded away Minka. They traded away Tunsil. And Stills. I, and Stills. But I saw them kind of, or at least I had the thought that they would stockpile for the year after so that when Tua's ready to start, they could load him up with talent then. Well, see, that's... I, I know what you're saying, and that's why I, I like that I like this draft because I think that's what they did without having to trade away all their their stockpile for it because they're they're in a position where nobody knows who's going to win that division. They could very well win that division yeah, this year. Yeah, you're right. And what they, they they went out and what they did was they drafted Tua, and then if you really look at their draft, they just they got players that can be ready to be starters for them on the offensive line and the defense next year. They only drafted one skill position on offense and it was their second round pick who probably won't even make the team. So yeah. I think I think next year is when we see them address running back receivers and I mean the only thing they don't need is a tight end. Who do they have a tight end right now? Galissi. Yeah. And he was great last year. He was great for them. Yeah he was good. Kendall do you care to give a grade? Yeah, I agree a lot with what you're saying. I give them an A minus because they had a lot of draft picks and they kind of they, they covered a lot. They had a lot of needs and they didn't just focus on one or two types of positions. They really they covered it all. So I think they had a good draft and like you guys said, it's not it's just not overnight. So that they put themselves in a good position moving forward. Has anybody ever heard when you ask Kendall his opinion say I disagree with everybody? 
<laughs> I've never heard it. It's always, I agree with that. I agree with this. I agree with that. Lick my I've balls. only ever heard of it when you guys shit talk about this. It's the only time. Well, the problem is that this is not a strong suit for me. I don't really have a lot of uh, uh, deep opinions on it. It's a football player. It's a football player to me. And, uh, you know, sometimes Perfect. you find, you find yeah, a diamond in the rough. Yeah, Eric Weems was just as good as Heinz Ward. They're both just football players. Um, no. Kyle. <laughs> um, well, I think we all uh, agree Heinz Ward is kind of overrated. But You can go fuck yourself. My the word you were looking for was severely. Not kind of. <laughs> severely. Yeah. yeah. Better than any giant receiver. He's um, not better anyways. than Odell. Talent-wise. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe production-wise, when it's all said and done, if Odell continues to have years like he had last year. But talent-wise, Odell's better. Yeah. That's, anyway, like, that, that's like comparing Troy Palomalo to Ed Reed. You know what's funny? I didn't even have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what was your thought of Miami Dolphins draft? I didn't like it all that much. I give it a B minus. The only thing that's like I don't know. I feel like they could have went with all those people, all those picks. They should have got another skill position. Parker's gonna be leaving more than likely at this point. Now they have to pay a lot more people. Uh, who? All these who do they guys, have to pay? He has like one year left, and there's no way they're gonna keep him. But why not? You sign him, to, sign him to a three-year deal. Yeah. You sign he's him to gonna, a th- if he has another year like he did last year, he's going to want more money. No? It doesn't matter. You can still sign him to a three-year deal. All the all, their entire rebuild isn't going to need to be paid for four years from this year, and you don't have to pick up two as op, two as a, a first-round pick. So you have you have all these guys for four years in your pocket on on shit salaries. You could pay and Parker. You could, and you could Parker tag him. Yeah, you could pay Parker the moon. I don't know. I just personally wasn't a big fan. The one thing that I did like was the trade for Matt Burita. The pair with Jordan Howard. Did they get Jordan Howard? They got Jordan Howard free agency. So I got my fantasy running backs next year. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll right. try and trade them both to you get in one trade. Yeah. Let's hit up New England here. Team yeah, is going into the Team needs going into the draft were quarterback, tight end, linebacker, defensive line, and wide receiver per the NFL.com. Um, and with their draft, the New England Patriots went the route of – sorry, I lost my uh, sheet here. And th- they had no first-round pick, so with their two second-round picks, they drafted – uh, safety Kyle Duger and edge rusher Josh Uchi, and then in the third round they went linebacker, tight end, and then tight end again. In the fifth round they drafted the kicker to replace Kaskowski. Uh, round six they went offensive line, offensive tackle, and linebacker, and then in round seven went offensive line. I don't know what to give them. Kendall, it, it's a, it, this is the perfect Belichick draft. So I'd like to give it a C, but when we talk about this draft in like four years, when it is an A plus, I'm gonna look dumb. <laughs> I will give them a B, and I just—it's a very bizarre draft for me because it's—it's just—it's like the, every all the picks were kind of like in clusters. Like, all right, so we got you know three defensive players, 
It's like, okay, let's go back to back tight ends within ten picks. It's just it's it's just interesting to me. And then you know, let's pick a kicker, whatever. That's fine. It's just a I don't know. They're, they draft like I, I would draft. <laughs> I don't hate their draft. They're, they're the complete opposite of their division rivals in the Buffalo Bills where they're going to draft guys. All these guys are going to be standout players, and then half of this roster is going to leave to get paid and suck in four years. And that's, that's just the Patriot motto. I mean, I, I, and a lot of people, a lot of fans that hate the Patriots were dying for the Kyle Duger pick because they could shit all over it about – how they had a good draft or whatever, and then all oh, those guys are D2 safety. It doesn't matter if you're D2 safety or not. We've seen D2 guys come out and have good careers. And Belichick is one of the best defensive minds in football. So I like the Duger pick. I think he's the right safety for that defense. I like the Uchi pick. Um, they went out, and they their strong point going into the season was defense. They're not going to – they're last year they had the motto, you know, the motto after a few games that we're going to make sure that you score less than we score. And this year, I think that they're just shoring up that defense and then they're going to plug in pieces for the offense. I mean, we've seen it before. The Patriots don't change what they do. They want you to try to stop them and everyone tries to get cute. The only thing that offense really was missing last year from having a little bit more of explosivity to it was actual tight ends. And they went out and drafted two. And the last time they went out and drafted two tight ends, they did pretty well. <clears throat> I, I give it a B. Yeah, it's a B. It's a B draft. It's a B draft. None of these guys are on paper going to change this team next year. None of these guys are going to go out and guarantee them an additional win. But they're not. These guys aren't going to be. You know, the way they drafted isn't going to be the reason they lose games either. Yeah, I give it a B. Uh, I think the one thing I can give them credit for is they stuck by Sidham. They didn't go out and panic and draft another quarterback. Belichick said at the beginning of the year that uh, Sid was their guy. Didn't they have to. The minute Jordan Love was drafted, they knew they were getting Rodgers. <laughs> uh, That'd be a real the, bummer. I love all the articles that are out there. They're just like why Tom Brady or why Aaron Rodgers makes sense in Pittsburgh. Why Aaron Rodgers makes sense in San Diego. Why Aaron Rodgers makes sense here, here, here. Yeah. Uh, anybody else need to give a grade? I give them I, a C. Yeah. Like, I know, like, they love their defense and they want to make it stronger, but you still got to be able to move the ball. And they don't have – first of all, they don't even have a receiver worth anything right now. Edelman. Like, yeah, but – He's not worth anything? Is he going to be the same with Tom Brady? No. Okay, okay, but so, so is Mike Evans going to be the same receiver with Tom Brady? Yeah, Tom, probably. Everyone's criticisms of Tom Brady is that he can't throw the deep ball anymore. So is Mike Evans going to be an effective receiver with Tom Brady? Is is, Der- is DeAndre Hopkins still going to be a top-five wide receiver with Kyler Murray? Yeah, they could at least get him the ball. Stidham said, showed last year that all he does is throw ducks. And they didn't get another receiver to go with Edelman, so all they have to do is double-team. Nobody else is getting open. Yeah, and guess what? Every time that they try to do that, it doesn't work. They've tried to do yeah, that for years. They tried to do it the year that Gronk was hurt, and all they had was Edelman. Oh, and guess Tom what, guess Brady. It doesn't matter. Guess where the Patriots It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Every single quarterback in the every single quarterback in the NFL can throw a ten yard slant pass. Every single one of them. We'll see. That's not true. Every single one of them can throw a ten yard slant pass. I don't care how shitty they are; they can throw a ten yard slant pass. 
Julian Edelman is not a worthless piece of shit receiver on that team. Anyway, Kendall, do you have one? I, I gave them a B. I just um, my thinking was that um, they they went very defensive heavy. I guess they wanted depth, which is fine. Um, just kind of a bizarre draft. But you're right, Belichick will find a way to make these guys great. They they they, they didn't. Okay. They had ten picks and they drafted four defensive guys. It was not defensive heavy. Well, I meant early on. Well, you didn't say that. Well, I, I started. I said they they drafted. I was the first guy to talk. They drafted in, in clusters. It's like just odd. I guess it was the way people fell to them. No. But I don't know. No, you're you're an idiot. Right, let's talk about the Go team call. that matters. Let's talk about what the team that matters. The New York Jets. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the New York Football Jets. They have to share a stadium with the New York Football Giants. The yep. team they team they traded with this year for their pick. Um, the Jets going into the season needed wide receivers, edge rushers, tackles, cornerbacks, and running backs. And with their draft picks, their first round pick, they drafted offensive tackle Mecky Becton a mobile offensive lineman, and then with the second-round pick, they drafted Denzel Mims. And then after that, in round three, they went safety and edge. Four, they went running back and quarterback and offensive tackle. And then in round five, cornerback, and then a punter in the sixth round. Um, I mean, I didn't like the Beckton pick thought it was a little early, but at the same time, I think Beckton would have been. I think Beckton would have been gone if Simmons didn't fall to the Cardinals. Maybe. I mean, Be- Beckton was projected in that top ten. Beckton, Beckton's the only offensive lineman that was drafted that can run with Kyler Murray, or any mobile, any slightly mobile quarterback. Well, we're talking about the Jets. Kyler Murray doesn't play. No, but I'm saying, like, like I, I, if Isaiah Simmons wasn't there, I would, oh, I'd be okay. willing. I'm saying, but like you're saying that he went early. I, I think that if things didn't go the way they went, I think a lot of teams before him would have drafted Mikey Beckton before the Jets. I, I can see it. I, I, I'm just not sold on it. I think that they got a seal and did some wins. Uh, one of my favorite picks for them was. Rice Hall in the seventh round. If he came out of school last year, would have been a second round pick at the worst. And they got him in the seventh round because he broke his ankle this year. I, that's a fucking steal and a half. And I'm kind of jealous that they got it. But I, I don't know. I, I would give I'd give the Jets uh, a few plus. Joe Douglas stuck to his guns. He drafts people that stand out on measurements. If you're big, you weigh a lot, and you're fast, he's going to draft you. And that's what he did. Mikey Beckton ran a five-second 40-yard dash. He's 6'7", 364 pounds. They don't get much bigger and faster than that. Denzel Mims is six, almost 6'4", six, and weighs almost 210, but runs the, at the speed of a fucking six-foot receiver that weighs 110 pounds. He has a type. So, so is this year going to be like the the Darnold, like prove it, or 
I mean, he he's got to start to show something, right? I mean, it's not really his fault. Be that as it may, I Guy mean, how many times every time he hikes the ball again? But how many quarterbacks have we seen that it wasn't totally their fault, but their careers were short lived? Josh Rosen. I mean, you know, is this the year where he has to do something? Josh Rosen's career is already over. Yeah. It's just. Do let one of the weapons go to get a guy that's just like him, but they didn't give him anything else. So it's going to be hard for him to succeed with no talent around him. Well, it's not that there's no talent around him, Kyle. Besides Bell. Where did Robbie Anderson end up? Carolina. It's just... Well, they had the guy that got cut, that they cut, or traded, or whatever the hell his name was, Roby Anderson. I mean, Quincy knew what was good for them. Like, there was there, there were people. I mean, it's not like he went out there with a bunch of fifth-string receivers. He didn't have any true number one, for sure. I'm not going to argue that. But, I mean, he also doesn't make good decisions, and he's always hurt. That's why I, th- I think this is, this is going to be a good, a big, or not a good year, a big year. For Darn to to show, you know, he was drafted high. He's got to start kind of earning that keep, and he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, because if he doesn't, they just went out and drafted somebody that is going to be hungry to prove that he was worth their draft pick. I I put him in the this B minus. I'll go. Uh, I can agree with that. B minus. Uh, I'll give them a B. Uh, I think uh, the first two picks were really beneficial for them. I think they needed talent, and you know they got a good receiver in the second round and a, a physical presence. And you know maybe they can get some more production out of Bell this year. Maybe that offense can move the ball. I think they played themselves out of a lot of games last year. You know maybe this will be a year they'll kind of get their act together. Give them a B. All right, we'll move on to the AFC North. What was Kyle? The Sorry. Pits- B minus. The Pittsburgh Steelers, another team that didn't have a first round pick as they traded it away for Mika Fitzpatrick earlier in the season. With their um started drafting in the second round. With their second round pick, they drafted wide receiver Chase Claypool, and then in the third round, outside linebacker Alex Smith or Highsmith. And then in the fourth round, they went running back and guard, sixth round safety, and in round seven, a defensive tackle. Their team needs going into the draft. Sorry, I meant to do that beforehand. Uh, Their team needs going into the draft were offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, wide receiver. I give them a B. They addressed all their needs. And they were the only team in the NFL draft to have only one selection in the first hundred picks. Yeah, we talked about it before. It's just a just fun fact. I'm not shitting on them. I'm just saying fun fact. Their picks were so far apart. Like They had to just kind of go with the guy that they wanted compared to taking the best player available. I, well, I can agree with that except for one. Which one? Chase Claypool. I don't think they had any intentions of ever drafting anybody but him. When's the last time they had a receiver that was 6'4"? Who were they? 
Is it Haywood Bay? Is he the last one? No, Limus Swede. When's the last one time you had one that was worth saying his name? Oh, <laughs> never. I think Plaxico. Probably. Yeah, it would have been Plaxico. Ooh, another ben, great Giants receiver. Ben, somebody who likes to throw the ball deep down the field and into contested areas. I think that they wanted a guy that could that they wanted to get a guy that they thought they thought that was high up on their board that could go up and at least contest for those passes. I mean, Juju Juju definitely has the ability to contest for them, but he doesn't have the height to always be up there if he's going up against an elite six-two corner. Um, Antonio Brown, as good as he was, was never the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna jump higher than you to get the ball. Heinz Ward was never the jump higher than you to get the ball. They've always been route running, like they've always been route running receivers. That's what they've always had. And Ben still has the, you know, with his mobility has definitely decreased over the years, but his cannon hasn't. And I think that they want the guy that can go up and get the ball. They they focus on the red zone and they focus on special teams. I'm looking at it too, and we we talked about it briefly, I think, uh, early, but um. I think I think this is almost a prove a year for Juju. I know last year Ben was hurt and this and that, but and he was hurt. It's just he he didn't produce when he was on the field. You know, we we see but it's not like a prove a year because the two years prior he he was very good. He was good on an offense that was focused on Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but then he got hurt as well. But but that's what what I'm saying Kyle, is like We've seen receivers that are almost like roster proof. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but I, can under- I understand that. But you also can't go out and say it's a prove a year when you're playing with your second and third string quarterback from week two. He didn't say last year was a prove a year. He said this year's a prove a year. This year. I know. But you can't like go out and say, like, hey, you know, I know your situation last year was fucked, but you know what? You got to go out there and prove yourself. But he, does, I mean, but he, he's in a but, contract year. He does have to go out and prove himself. Like that's what Mock's saying. That if, so if he goes out there and you have Ben all year and he puts up six hundred receiving yards, do you give him another chance? Oh, he can he can get back to that form. How long can you run that train? But the other point is, is that, yeah, you know, he was number one, but the other two kids didn't start doing anything until, you know, week four or five until they got more comfortable. We're not so, talking about last year. We're talking. I'm about just saying this coming what, why this it's coming not a year, if, year this year. But it is a proven year. If Juju goes, so if Juju goes out and how what years is this for him? Year four. Yep. Yes. This is year four for him, right? <laughs> yes. So he's on a contract year. He, he he he's getting a new contract, whether it's with the Steelers or not with the Steelers. So if he goes out next year and he throw and, and Ben plays all year long and the offense is relatively healthy and he puts up 600 yards. Do the Steelers give him a contract? Because he had a really good first year. They would probably lowball him by something if they offered him a contract. This is the new NFL where money doesn't mean anything to any team, except for teams that are old school, like the Steelers. The Steelers don't overpay people. No, but they it's their guys. They overpay, yeah, they overpay their guys, but they overpay their guys on defense, not offense. We saw it with Bell and Brown. Bell and Brown. It's, it wasn't it's, Brown the money situation. Brown just an asshole. But the but the point I'm making is, y- y- they can go out and lowball them all we want, and there are plenty of teams that are going to have the caps. The Miami Dolphins will have the cap space. They'll get beat out. 
They can go out and they can Colts. Yeah, they can they can lowball them all they want. They're going to get bought out, and they can give them they can highball them, and they'll still probably get bought out. I think Juju would want to be a Steeler. Don't get me wrong, but if the market for him is ten million dollars, and the Steelers come in at eight, and the Colts give him fourteen, loyalty doesn't mean that much because they're obviously telling you what you're worth in dollars. Don't think those don't think those things don't stick with 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 players. I don't care. How, I don't care who you are. The, the 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 way that players and organizations treat each other throughout history doesn't go away. And no. Players are going to remember the Le'Veon Bell thing. And I'm not saying that, that the Steelers were wrong for what they did or Le'Veon Bell was right or anything like that. But I'm just saying players are going to remember those things. And so I agree with Mock. I'm, I'm not saying it's a prove it year into that, like prove that you have talent, but prove that you can help this team score points. You can be a number one. If Chase Claypool goes out there and dominates and becomes a number one, and then Juju dominates as a number two, then they know what they have. And Juju proved what his worth is to the team, and he can very well get paid. Nate Burleson made a career on making big bucks off of being a number two receiver. Nate Burleson was almost never the number one receiver in Detroit, but he always got paid because he was solid as the number two. He was a good mentor, all that stuff. But Juju has to go out and prove his worth that he's worth the Steelers giving him a new contract because he doesn't have the luxury of the fifth-year option. So, so what grade do you give the Steelers? I give this. Hold on, one at a time, Massey. I said B. Okay, Souls. B plus. Kendall. I give the Steelers a B. Mock. I'm in the the B minus. Uh, and I will give them. I'll give them a B. All right. Let's move a little bit further west to their division rival, Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns going into the draft were looking to address the entire offensive line, safety, linebacker, and defensive line, and depth at the wide receiver position. And with their seven picks in the NFL draft, they selected tackle Jedrick Wills with their first round pick. Uh, Grant Delpit at safety in their second round pick. And then in the third round, their two picks were defensive line and linebackers. And then in the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds, they went tight end, offensive lineman, and a wide receiver. Um, I think that Donovan Peoples-Jones was a great pick in the sixth round. Yes. I mean, granted, he fell and whatever. Not everyone has people on their boards the way that, like, you know, the bird ha- the bird has them on his boards. And things like that, but I, I love the Donovan Peoples Jones pick. I also like the Dedrick Wills pick. I like the whole draft. Yeah, I think they're deserving of an A. They they covered all their needs, and I think they got basically the best players available, you know, per their time of pick. So, hey. You know, as, as we were watching this draft, I got very frustrated, and I didn't. I, it had to have just been an error on like the ESPN thing, because normally, like it lists, you know, the the team needs pretty much in order, like their biggest need to, you know, one one to five, whatever. And mm-hmm. every time they showed the Browns, like it kept showing that their number one need was wide receiver, and I couldn't figure it out. So I have to just assume that it was an ESPN error. The thing I like too most about the Cleveland Browns draft is that 
their third round picks. They traded both. They traded down for both of them to get more more capital in the draft, and then they still got Jordan Elliott and Jacob Phillips, who I thought were both great picks. Or sorry, mm-hmm. they traded once in the second round and once in the third round. I t- I, I think um, th- there's going to be a lot of heat on the the Cleveland Browns this year. Because we saw them, you know, two years ago, it was a team, they were ready to take the league by storm, and then pretty much the entire team took a step back last year, except for Nick Chubb. So, I mean, to, to, I mean, to go off what we were just saying about, like, Juju and um, the Steelers, I mean, that entire team has to prove something this season. If not, that, that coach is getting fired. Yeah, I mean, really, it's... I mean, that, that doesn't help causes either when, when it's just a rotating door at coach but that team has to prove something this year you know they have to go out and go at least eight and eight they have to be at least a 500 team this year because otherwise every every player on the roster is a question mark it's the draft is for them is a little tough for me because they got Grant Delpit don't get me wrong he's a very good safety but he's like their corners. They're, he they, he can't tackle, and that's what you. That's like the least amount of thing you want for your safeties. Those guys that can't tackle. Um, like yeah, he's instinctive. He can make plays in the ball. But what's gonna happen if a guy, is, you know, it's just him and one other dude? More than likely gonna miss. The same reason why Greedy Williams fell last year. And he got exposed because he couldn't tackle last year. So it's kind of tough in that mindset. Um, yeah. You know, I do like Jags as well because they needed an offensive line. Um, Chris Hubbard is trash. He was trash in Pittsburgh. And they paid him a lot of money. Um, I don't know. I give him a B. It's just they have a lot of the same guys on that team. I also like the Jordan Elliott pick. He's the only guy that ranked over 90 against the run in the past in the entire draft, including chasing him. Hmm. I said that that team's got a lot to prove this year. They they got to make something happen. I think that this draft kind of helped them out, you know, moving in that direction. Um, they got Mayfield protection and, Added things on defense, so I, I put him in that B plus range. You give him an A minus. I give him a B. Kendall, I gave him an A. Okay. Cleveland Any, rocks. Anything else? Any other discussion needed? Yes. No. no maybe so. Yeah. Not in Cleveland. Uh, I think we said everything about Cleveland that needs to be said. All right. Um, next up, uh, we're going to stay in state here and go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, their draft needs were literally everything. Except the defensive line. <laughs> pretty much pretty all. They hit it out of the park. Fucking everything except defensive line. The defensive line is pretty solid. Um, a, 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 a. With the Duck. first overall pick in the draft, they selected Joe Burrow quarterback and then in they they were uh they had a traditional draft in which they had one pick in every round 
So in the second round, they went uh, wide receiver T. Higgins, then linebacker Logan Wilson, and then the rest of the draft, they went linebacker, edge rusher, offensive tackle, and linebacker. Um, interesting draft. They get an A plus. I I don't care what anybody says. You get the depth. No, we did this. We did this last week. If you're going to give them an A plus, that means you can't give any other team an A plus. You're saying the Bengals have the best draft. Just Are think about for conference. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're only doing the AFC here, so yeah. Yes. Okay. A plus. I don't think, care. What do you think they have the says. best draft in the AFC? Yeah. You get your franchise quarterback. You get your next A.J. Green and T. Higgins. You take a flyer on a Keaton Davis gather in the fourth round. He's probably going to be your starting linebacker for the next 10 years. Okay. Is Logan Wilson to play the weak side? I I don't have anything else to say. You got four starters of Pro Bowl caliber players in four rounds. You have four starters. You think it's going to be trash. Um, I wouldn't go... I wouldn't say they had the best draft in the AFC. Yeah, they got Joe Burrow. I like to see him do it again because he only had one good year in college. Um, T. Higgins fell to him. Probably wouldn't go far to say he's the next AJ Green. Um, you know, Logan Wilson. He was a Wyoming kid, so I don't know much about him. He was a small school guy. You know, just going off those three picks. See, I, sorry, go ahead. It's definitely going to be tough for them this year because he still doesn't have the greatest protection, Joe Burrow, and the defense, their linebackers are just awful. I, um, I think that we're going to see a much different Bengals team than we saw last year. Um, because you got to, I mean, I think people forget that Tyler Boyd is still a Bengal and was very productive last year. Um, AJ Green's coming back, so so Burrow's walking onto an offense that has you know two established NFL receivers, uh, a high drafted rookie, and Joe Mixon is still in the backfield. the Ooh. The offense is full of weapons for this kid to come in. The protection, like Kyle just said, isn't great, but um, I think Burrow's mobile enough to kind of compensate for it. Um, Defensively, they're not great. <laughs> I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, I don't think they're going to go out and all of a sudden be a you know 500 or over team, but I think this is a team that is, could go out and be seven and nine, six and ten. You know, like going off you said, I don't think they needed a receiver in this draft. Uh, AJ um, Green's they, gone next year. Yeah, I, it's next year. Okay. I think they did need a receiver. Kyle, no, no, Paul. But like, no, 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 no. Not let me talk. Who's, Mox, who's they left? still have they still have Tyler Boyd. Okay. John Ross is still there. Yeah. He's no. Not he got declined for his fifth year option. He's gone next year. Okay, but he's still there. So there's still another year. When your defense is that bad, that bad, you need to focus but, on that. Yeah, but at the same time though, the the Bengals, who, who's saying that the Bengals are contenders to make it to the AFC championship game this year? No one, but you had so many so, good options with that second pick in the second round. But you're going to have just as many good options in the second round next year. This is going to be a two- to three-year rebuild for them, just like the Dolphins. 
You take you, 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 the steel. The Steelers are a prime example of it. We just talked about it. The Steelers took the highest guy on their board that at every pick, the guy that they wanted, the highest guy on their board at every pick. When you're in a rebuild, it's the same thing. The Steelers are a team that have some holes to fill, and so the highest guy on their board at that need that meets those needs was drafted. In a rebuild, you just take the highest guy on your board. What difference does it make if they get a, a linebacker or another linebacker next year or this year? They got three linebackers. Okay, so that all of them go out, and they're all going to get plenty of playing time because their defense is trash. Their linebacker core is awful. They're all going to get plenty of playing time, and you're going to have a pretty good idea going into next year's draft on if you need to address another linebacker. I I also and, and you're bringing sorry. in a you bring in a really big receiver that might not be the best in terms of separation, but will win any contested catch to play alongside veterans and learn. The NFL, I don't care who you are, nobody comes out of the NFL. It's just, the NFL is the closest thing to the MLB we have, in which in the MLB, when you're drafted, who comes out of the draft and then immediately starts playing Major League Baseball the next, the, the first available game? It doesn't happen. In the NFL, it's the same way. I don't care if you come out and you're a starter day one. You're still IQ not ready for the NFL. You learn. There's always a learning curve. So... I, I buy in. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. That's it. I'm done. I, I buy in too. I agree with you that that second round pick should have been on the defensive side of the ball. Um, But I also buy into you just drafted a quarterback with the first overall. Pair him with a young receiver that they can they can play together the next seven years, seven, eight seasons, and, and grow together. You know, AJ Green's going to be gone. Yes, you still have Boyd. And what's I, the I point that, of tagging Green? I think it's just for this season, or they, they may try and trade him. Still, I, I think they, if they were going to trade him, it would have been before the or draft. To, but or it's to, or you have John Ross, who has proven nothing. Tyler Boyd, who's been hurt a little bit here and there, and you have now you drafted T Higgins. Nobody goes into the season with the expectation of a player being hurt, no matter what their injury history is. Because if you did, they wouldn't be on your roster, correct? Yeah. So, what's the? Why would you not want to have AJ Green on your team for Joe for your new young quarterback? Why would you not want to have a polished weapon to teach your new weapons as well as give the security blanket to your quarterback? Because why did the Arizona Cardinals keep re-signing Larry Fitzgerald? <laughs> because he is a sure thing for that rookie quarterback. He was a sure thing for Josh Rosen. He was a sure thing for Kyler Murray last year. And he's going to be another sure thing for him this year. And now that they have DeAndre Hopkins, it'll make it better for them. But it's it, it, your shiny new quarterback. We, we just talked about it in the AFC East. It's not Sam Darnold's fault if he has no weapons. So what's everyone going to say when Joe Burrow goes out next year and throws for 2,000 yards and posts 21 touchdowns to 18 interceptions when you have your best receiver is Tyler Boyd? Keep in mind, Mock started the statement with a lot of people don't remember that Tyler Boyd's a Bengal. That should tell you everything you need to know about his ability as a star receiver. 
So tell you what, that guy gets like seventy five targets a game. <laughs> but some shit, you, you go out, you 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 spent the most important pick in the NFL draft on a young quarterback. So you franchise tag AJ Green. Money means nothing to the Bengals right now. The the most important position on their team is going to be cheap for five years. We saw it with the Bears. The Bears built an amazing defense because they didn't have to pay a quarterback. Why not spend the franchise tag on a sure thing wide receiver to help your quarterback? T, we don't know what the teams do. That's the one thing that everyone forgets about. And everyone likes to argue about why this guy, why that guy. They should have taken a defensive player with a second-round pick. Here's the thing. How many interviews between the general manager and head coach of the Bengals did you hear with players? Zero. How many how, how many calls did players on the, the Bengals make to these, these offensive and defensive prospects coming into the draft? How many do you know about or how many what they said? None. What do you what do you know about their 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 combine workout from their point of view? Nothing. You know what the statistics show you. You know what the forty yard dash time was for T Higgins, but you don't know what they were looking at in terms of explosiveness, cuts, things like that. We don't know those things, and maybe they did want to go defensive position. We don't know. We see it all the time. They could have very well gone defensive, but maybe the maybe the three guys on their board that were ahead of T. Higgins were gone. And the next best defensive player for them, they, they thought they might be able to get in the third round. But T. Higgins was on their board higher than him, and guess who fell to them? T. Higgins. It happens all the time. We don't know what their board is. You don't know what the, the – no one knows what the Bengals draft board looks like except for the guys in the war room, and they're not going to tell you anything. I don't, I don't hate the T. Higgins pick. If you, think, if you think T. Higgins is the receiver for the future, why would you not want him to sit with A.J. Green for a year? I give – I mean, I don't think the Bengals have the best draft in the AFC, but I do give them an A-. minus. I'm in the A range, A-, minus, A, whatever. I will give them an A-. minus. I mean, we, we, we talk about this like it's – you know, it has to be figured out in one draft. I mean, no, it's not. This is this – is, we said it a million times. It's going to be – Two, which is going to be three seasons. You know, you have the first overall pick. It's like, so, traditionally speaking, you're going to kind of have, like, the first pick going into each round. Not all the time, but if everything was untradeable. Generally, yeah. Yeah. So, they, they addressed, you know, a very bad defense by getting some some players that, you know, will hopefully shape up. And, you know, and your second round pick, your first pick in the second round, you know, you, you go one of two ways. You try to, you know, get that defensive player or you bolster your offense in a line or skill position. And they went skill. So it is what it is. I think they did fine A-. minus. There are three types of teams in the NFL. There are the teams that continue to be playoff caliber contesting teams slash Super Bowl contenders through free agency. They're like, and those are teams like Houston through trading and free agency. Those are, you know, people that make deals a lot and do things like that. Then there are teams that do what the Steelers and the Patriots and the Packers do, which is every single year they stay, they stay relevant because they draft well to their needs for the most part. You know, every once in a while there's a swing and a miss, but they, they draft to their needs and they are good at calling the shots on who stays and who goes. And the reason for that is because they tend to have the same 
quarterback under center for over 15 years, and they tend to have the same head coach under on the sidelines for 15 years. Does that ring a bell to anybody? Let's see. Rogers McCarthy, Tomlin Ben, Brady Belichick. Let's say that shows check all the boxes for that. And then there are the teams like the Bengals, like the Bears, like the Dolphins, like the Giants, teams, the Rams, teams that go out and they have a five-year window to do something really good because they put a lot of good shit together through the draft and free agency, and then the time comes where they can't afford to pay everybody and the team falls apart, and then they start the rebuild again. It's just a question as to are you going to be rebuilding from where the Bengals and Dolphins are rebuilding from, or are you going to be rebuilding from where the Bears are rebu- and Giants are rebuilding from? There's different stages. The Bengals are one of those teams. This isn't a one-year thing. There is, for me, there is no, I have no issue with drafting T. Higgins in the second round and three linebackers later on and going out this year because they're all going to play. The defense was so bad. They didn't draft any backups on, they didn't draft any backups for defense positions. They're all playing. You're going to know everything you need to know about those guys after the first year, whether that you think they can continue to progress or you saw the best they're going to have to offer for an NFL career. I, I, I give them any minus. I think that they did a good job with the picks that they had, too. You got to remember, we're talking about two different things here. The Dolphins are rebuilding a team with 2,000 picks, and the Bengals rebuilt with one in a, every round. If the Dolphins, if there was a guy the Dolphins wanted, they had the draft capital, draft capital for the next two years to go get him. Bengals didn't. The other thing to remember is what was the last time we saw a team? Become like a, a contender, even a Super Bowl contender, after one draft. And that's just it. And that's I what you're talking about. about. One after one year. No, no, but think about it. In in one draft, we uh, the only one I could think of is the Seahawks. Well, and that's the thing that you have to remember too. Is, is Fisher. And that's the thing you have to remember too. Is right. You said it's the Seahawks. The Bengals are one of those teams that traditionally will rebuild back up to a competitive playoff state through the draft. Yeah. They will not do it through flashy free agent signings. It's not the team that they are, just like the Steelers don't do that type of thing. The Steelers stay competitive and contestant every single year through their draft through their drafts. You know, the the Bears were like that forever until recently. They decided to become one of those teams that used free agency to help make them contenders. Free agency and trading. So to wrap up the AFC North, um so finish it up, we'll go to Baltimore. Uh, the biggest two needs going into the draft were linebacker after losing C.J. Mosley, offensive line, wide receiver, edge rusher, and defensive line. And the Baltimore Ravens addressed their needs in the draft by going after Patrick, <coughs> linebacker Patrick Queen with their first pick, uh, J.K. Dobbins, the running back, with their second second round pick. And then in the third round, they drafted defensive line, wide receiver, and linebacker, as well as a guard. And then they finished out the uh, round, third day of the draft with a guard, a defensive lineman, a wide receiver, and a safety. I give them a B. I think that they waited a little bit too long to address receiver, but I love the Patrick Queen pick that just fits the Baltimore defense perfectly. It's amazing how every year there's one player that no matter how many times it's said that they're going to that team, it doesn't get fucked up. Yeah. There's always one every single year. Every mock draft I saw had Patrick Queen going to Baltimore. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, a team. There are plenty of teams that need linebackers that could take them. 
But sure enough, <laughs> you know, sure enough, he no, nope, it was Dustin. Um, I I love but hate the J.K. Dobbins pick. He's Mark Ingram Jr. Mark Ingram will be gone in two years, probably give or take, and Dobbins will step into that role perfectly. I think it's a little early to take the kid, but to each their own. Um. Matabuki in the third round, I thought was a pretty good grab. Um, and add him to a line that already had Clayus Campbell and what's that other kid's name? Um, somebody help me out here. I got two North fans in the room. Sorry, I was reading. What were Clayus Campbell and what? They signed yeah. Derek Wolf. That's what I was thinking. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> so Matabuki with the two of them, that's not going to be. Anything to shake a stick at, but again, waiting until the fourth round to draft a receiver. They, they, they drafted one in the third round. Third round. My apologies. Um, I forgot that uh, debating was a third round pick, but even so, I deep draft probably could have grabbed one instead of grabbing Dobbins in the second round. I believe Mims was still on the board, for example. Just give Lamar one more weapon. I. I worry about any team trying to stop that offense. So I understand where you're coming from the Dobbins pick, but I think that the Dobbins pick was so that they don't have they don't have Mark Ingram for two more years. Whenever they replace him, yes, he is the replacement. There is no question about that. I I think that the the two receivers they drafted, I think, are perfect for their team. I, I mean, I think that getting you know Duvernay is going to be a good slot guy for them. And then Proche is going to be a great small little antagonist across the middle for Lamar Jackson to dump off. He's essentially just going to be a receiving running back, really. Yeah. And the, 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 they know their strength, and their strength is gadgetry rushing offense. And I think they went out and they did a good job with it. A slot, for a very mobile quarterback with now a decent receiving back, young receiving, young receiving back, an established between the tackle running back that can catch the ball, and you just drafted two fast guys that can run across the middle. That team is, I mean, they're already shaped up to be an unstoppable offense. Add in with, a, what's his name there? Is it Hollywood Brown? Yes. I mean, and then Mark uh, Mark Andrews? That's right, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think their offense is already, I, I, think the, I think Baltimore had the best draft in the AFC. By far and away, in my opinion, I think that they did a great job. I think Patrick Queen is an immediate starter for them, like we talked about. He's a Madabuki pick. I mean, they got Duvernay. They went out and they got some depth at the linebacker position later. They got a different safety, um, and they shored up the defensive line and they drafted offensive line. I mean, I, I I love their draft. I think the Baltimore Ravens went out and did everything in their power. <laughs> to make sure that there is no question who's winning, on paper, who's winning the AFC North next year. You're in, you're out. Nobody drafts better than the Ravens. I I agree that I think they, they had the best draft in the conference. Um, they, they addressed every need that they had. I think that they could have gotten another receiver, but there's still guys in free agency that they can sign. To fill that re- that hole, it's but, like Trey Prager Green. No, but I mean, like even someone like no, a Taylor no, Gabriel no. is still out there, who I think would be a good 
fit on that. T- it's just a speedy vertical threat. Yeah. yeah. Somebody that by the time Lamar Jackson breaks containment, he's already six, he's already 40 yards down the field waiting for the deep ball. So I, I think that there's still going to be, um, you know, to me, the, the team to beat in that division. And I think they'll be back or in a conference championship game this year. And here's the thing, too. I, the reason I like these receiver picks is because they're smaller and they're speedy. Even if they don't have production in terms of receptions next year, this team, when you choose to play man against them, if you do not have a quarterback's, if you don't have a um, a, a quarterback spy, Lamar Jackson is going to have so much field to work with. I mean, you think about it just from a Madden standpoint, the most commonly used play in Madden, the double slant. You think about it from a standpoint, if you have two, if you or uh, sorry, a slant. If you have two receivers that are running across the field in man coverage towards the ends, and then another receiver and a tight end going deep down the field in man coverage, the safeties are going to have to drop back because of the speed and the size of Mark Andrews and the, and, and the speed of the receiver. Mark, I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to have a lot of green grass to look at. And if that's the, if, if that's the only thing that comes out of this draft, they're playing to their strong suit. They're playing what took them to the deep in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they killed it. Kendall, Kyle? Uh, I'll go. I'll, I'll give the Ravens. I think they had a good draft. I will give them a B plus. Um, I think I would have foregone maybe the safety pick or one of the defensive line picks for another offensive lineman. Because I think that the skill positions they did draft is perfect for the type of offense they run, which is it's a kind of a combo speed power run type thing. But when you have a player like Lamar Jackson or any mobile quarterback, uh, exceptionally mobile quarterback, your offensive line can, I don't have the stats to prove this, but your offensive line can be prone to injury because you can't, you can't practice for a scramble. You can't practice for what Lamar Jackson is going to be doing. So to have like a lot of depth for your line, I think is essential for that type of quarterback. And I just think that, you know, they got, they got two, but I think they could have, you know, bolstered that a little bit more in the draft. So B plus. So, Give him an A. Tell, tell, tell us how much you like the Ravens. I don't. I think <laughs> what they did for this year and next year is important. But down the line, they might regret not going a little more defense because of how old their defense is. But you got next year and year after for that. All right, we'll move down south to the AFC South, another team that didn't have a first-round pick, the Houston Texans. Their biggest team needs going into the draft were defensive line, offensive line, edge rusher, wide receiver, and cornerback, and they addressed those in the draft by drafting with their whopping five picks. Defensive line, Ross Blacklock in the second round, edge rusher Jonathan Grenard in the third round, and then a tackle and cornerback in the fourth round, and a wide receiver in the fifth round. Give um, us they, they draft like Bill O'Brien manages. <laughs> Not well. They give him a D. I don't. I, I mean, they went out. The Blacklock pick for me is is the only good pick in my opinion. Um, there was a guy that fell a little bit, and uh, they were able to get him. And they did need some defensive line help. That was their biggest need. But then they, I mean, 
They waited, you know, when you have five picks and you wait until the third one to draft an offensive lineman for, again, for another quarterback that likes to scramble and is the mo- one of the most sacked quarterbacks every year he's been in the league. It doesn't make any sense to me. How, how long before O'Brien is fired? He won't be here for a it while. De- it depends. I mean, it- come on. How much are they going to let this guy, like, it's almost like he's trying to tank this team. I mean, yeah, but you have to look at it from this standpoint. You have so you know, like Ryan Tannehill stepped in last year, and the Titans went deep in the playoffs. You know, one one game away from the big dance, but it wasn't because of Ryan Tannehill's play. So when Ryan Tannehill has to throw the ball for sixteen games, is Ryan Tannehill going to be able to win them games? If Derrick Henry goes down, will Ryan Tannehill be able to lead the Titans to wins? Indianapolis is still a question mark. Even with Phillip Rivers, there's still a lot of holes on that team. And Jacksonville's nowhere close. So as long as the Texans keep making the playoffs, I think Bill O'Brien's going to be safe. But that that's why I, I see the, the Texans this season, they're not even going to be near playoff contention. I, I But here's, they added a seventh playoff spot. I think that's – I mean, you look at it, and, and I mean, it, I – I don't think anyone would be expecting, with seven playoff spots, a second team from the AFC East to be making it. Um, the AFC North, you're realistically looking at two teams. Pittsburgh was the seventh team last year, and Baltimore is pretty much a lock. Cleveland, like you said, would they have to go? They have to go eight and eight. They have to make a statement. Eight and eight is not a statement for the playoffs. And there is no team except for the Kansas City Chiefs out in the West that is guaranteed a playoff spot. There are, I mean, the Texans realistically, with their talent and their experience on that team, are a playoff lock at this point in time. I I don't think so. I think they're at best a six win team this year. That's at not, best. No, they'll make. I just they'll, fear that they'll make. They'll win more than six games. Like they, like they traded Hopkins. I get it. But you got Brandon Cooks. You got Kenny Stills. You know, the receiving core is not a joke. They still have what's his face too, don't they? Fuller. Yeah, Bull Fuller. I mean, you yeah, know, offensive speed. I know it's a big what if. I know what you're gonna say, but what if he can get the best out of David Johnson this year? Kyle, two years ago, I would have bought into that. Yeah, I get it. That's why I said what if. I know. Two years, two two years ago, he was an elite running back. That that's what I mean. Like, wait, what if he becomes somewhat? Decent. I mean, you got to think about David Johnson. David Johnson's not the writing isn't on the wall for David Johnson. He was hurt all of one year, and then the next year he was on a team that didn't run the ball. And if they did, the, last year the Panthers were just a reincarnation of Cam Newton, the Cam Newton Panthers in his younger days, where they had two elite, not elite, but two very good talent running backs in James Williams and Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart, who, which for two years was the highest paid running back in the NFL, over the likes of Adrian Peterson. And they they ran the ball with their running backs on I think it was something like fifty two percent of run plays, which are the running backs. Um, what? I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't give a fuck if you're Todd Gurley in his prime, if you're Saquon Barkley, if you're Walter Payton. If if you run the ball a hundred times and you're only touching them fifty two times, you're not going to be the most productive player on the team. Like, I think the offense for Houston is going to be okay. I have big question marks across the whole defense. But again, 
who in the who in the AFC South do from a full I'm not disagreeing with you. From a full off, no, I'm just saying no, but I'm saying from a full offensive standpoint, who do the who does the defense have to match up against? A run heavy Tennessee Titans team, a one receiver pony in Indianapolis, and Jacksonville. No, I get it. I'm just saying, so, like, right? I think their defense, their defense is going is what's going to cause them to lose in the playoffs. But I think that's good enough to get them there. And the AFC is weak. The AFC is very vulnerable right now. Uh, so let's give them grades. So I, I'm going to give them for the draft, though. I'm, I am going to give them a D. I, think I agree. Watched it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'll give them a Mine. C. You know what they say about receivers out of Rhode Island? I think that's basically uh, the biggest benefit of the draft. All right, so in division here, did everybody else grade? Yes? Yes. Yeah, I think so. All right. So let's go ahead and stick in the division here with a, another team that didn't have a first-round pick. The Indianapolis Colts team needs were wide receiver, quarterback, defensive back, defensive lineman, and offensive line. Um, I don't agree. If that's the ranking, I don't think quarterback should be second. I, I mean, it should be on there, but not second. Um, and then the way they addressed that in the draft was with their two second-round picks, drafting Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver, and running back Jonathan Taylor in the third round, safety Julian Blackman. And then on the third day of the draft, they went quarterback, Jacob Easton, offensive line, defensive line, corner, receiver, and linebacker. Tough. I want to like it, but I don't. Well, the thing. So here's the thing. Michael Pittman. We'll start with Michael Pittman. Not the best receiver that was available. Best receiver. Up. Best receiver for what the Colts do. He was not the most talented, statistical or playing ability wide receiver that was on the board when the Colts drafted him. But he is, I think, of what was on the board, the best fit for the Colts. Well, the draft card went in so fast, so it's like that's who they had the entire time. Right, because that's what I'm saying. I think Pittman, they knew, they, 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 they honestly believed, and I think a lot of analysis believe, Michael Pittman fits what the Colts do and what the Colts are going to do with Rivers under center. So even if someone is there that's better, I mean, how many times we, how many times do we see somebody, we saw it this year, the, the Panthers, everybody's, everybody's dick was super hard for Isaiah Simmons going into the draft. And the Carolina Panthers sat with the guy that they wanted even when he became available to them. Anybody have anything else to add? See, like, also, the Jonathan Taylor pick, I get it. Marlon Mack on every down back. The only thing that scares me is the amount of fucking fumbles that guy says. Yeah. It, it is rough. One pick that I saw get, getting a lot of attention was the Julian Blackman pick. I do agree with analysis and stuff that he was a reach for them when they picked him, but I think that they, I think they're feeling the pressure for the lack of uh, production that they've gotten from Malik Kicker. Malik Kicker <coughs> as a as a first round pick, he yeah, has not also, lived up to the hype. They also declined his fifth year option. He, I'm not surprised he is. I mean, he's yeah. been he he's been a 15th round pick, not a number 15 pick. I mean. He's just been hurt a lot. 
doesn't matter what the reason is, you know? No, I'm just saying. Best ability is availability. You said with Grant Delpit, he might not be able to tackle, but he's doing more for your team. He's still going to do more for the team if he's on the field than if he's not. No, I know. I'm just saying. And Jacob Easton, big. He, he's, like he's a he future like, plan. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a phenomenal pick. That's somebody, yeah, they, they like their big, they like their big quarterbacks. Peyton Manning yeah. was tall, Luck was tall, Rivers is taller. Someone that can learn underneath uh, Rivers for a year, maybe even develop a little bit longer. Pass that if you grab one more one year guy. I, I think that was a good pick. I'm gonna give him a B. I give him a B plus. I'm in the B range. Yeah, B. I think the Colts had a decent draft. You know, that team could be good. Who hey, knows? Kendall, how come you never actually chime in when we're discussing their picks? You just chime in when it's time to grade. Because I, I, I can't speak on this type of stuff. I'm, I'm not a good, not a good drafter. I like to listen to what you guys have to say. I wish I can give an NA. <laughs> you can't. I know. Give an NA. What? Why? Why an NA? I want to. I think this draft will be more productive <laughs> two or three years down the road. Yeah, but you can't draft. You can't grade a draft like that. No, I know. That's why I said I wish. Well, then stop wishing and start grading. Okay, I give him a B minus. Fair enough. Thank you, Kyle. Yep. Love you. Mm-hmm. Say it back, you bitch. Love you. Yeah, that's right. If you want the dogs to come in your room tonight, you better say love you. Jaguars are on the clock. How'd you know? The last team in the AFC South. Oh, I, I thought the Titans still played in the South. No, they're not. Oh, shot. Kyle, I got some <laughs> bourbon out here if you want to come stumble out here. No. Jacksonville just... needed a to address cornerbacks, defensive line, edge rushers, offensive line, running backs, pretty much everything that wasn't wide receiver. And quarterback <laughs> if you're a Minshew maniac. Um, but needless to say, with their plethora of picks – the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first round with their two picks drafted cornerback CJ Henderson and edge rusher Clavon Chasen. And then in the second round, second and third rounds, they went wide receiver Chanel and defensive line Hamilton. And then on the third day, they went tackle cornerback linebacker safety wide receiver quarterback Jake Lutton, tight end and cornerback. I mean, they got to trade Nagakwe at some point, right? Yeah, they're going to trade. <laughs> I came out and said, I'll play for 31 other teams. Can I tell you, all right, I'm going to give them an A-, and I like the picks that they made, but do you know the reason that they're getting an A- from me? Why is that? A team that a lot of people think that Gardner Minshew isn't the answer for had a lot of firepower to shake a lot of things up in this draft with some quarterbacks that were going very early. Yes. And they didn't. They stuck to their guns, and they used their two high-value picks to draft two future stars for their team. Here's the th- we've seen it time and again, where this new off this new offensive-driven NFL that we live in is awesome. It's fantastic to watch. Teams have fun. Players love it. Fans have a blast. But everybody forgets there's only two true things that matter when the playoffs start. And that is your defense's ability to stop the run and your ability to run the ball. 
and they went out and they got a cornerback that can be a very big help in the run game and stop the pass and an edge rusher that can get to the quarterback and doesn't miss running backs going outside the tackle. They could have, with the ninth and 20th pick, they could have made thunder waves in this draft by going after Herbert or Tua or, or anybody. But they stuck to their guns and they drafted two players that are going to help their team for a very long time. I don't care if it's a quarterback. Two players that will help your team win for 10 years is better than one. The, the Jaguars were the team that pissed a lot of other teams off. By picking CJ Henderson nine. Yeah. A lot of teams, a lot of teams I think were, were ready to pull the trigger on him and were not expecting the ninth pick to be his name. And I love it. I love it. I think CJ Henderson's going to be a, an amazing player in this league. Because he I came from the... Because he came from the best damn school in the world. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of those guys weren't happy to go to Jacksonville. Nah. I I love the fact that they grabbed Kilavon Jason and put him next to Josh Allen down there. That's two solid edge rushers. Well, and then you, and, that, and then you're gonna put Devon Hamilton in between them. Right. Here's your news. I'm sorry. An NPR news. Alexa, stop talking. <laughs> I like Massey. I love I love the Chenault fit. I mean, their their receivers I think were were decent to an extent, but the Chenault pick I think is great. I mean, Colin Johnson we'll see maybe down the line. He's a fifth round pick, but he's just going to be a return guy slash tackler. There's no, there's nothing about that. But I love their draft. I think that they killed it. I, I give them an A minus. I give them an A. I love I like their draft. Yeah, I'm in that A minus. Bracket. Now this is my A plus draft, and I'll tell you why. Because, because they drafted Ben Batch. <laughs> yes, and and of the best name on this uh, draft here, Shaq Quarterman. Big fan of that name. Um, Shaquille Quarterman. Same oh, as name. Forgive me, I have Shaq listed here. But the Jaguars had a steep fall off, you know, in the past past two years. When they were really good, it was thanks to a really good pass rush and really solid corners. And that was that was the recipe for the success in the late 2010s. Their offense was kind of, it was so-so. It was a very serviceable group. This is the same type of draft with the same quality type players to do that same thing again. And I think that they're on the right you know path to kind of get that team back to where it was. So, good on you, Jacksonville. There are, te- there are teams that really benefited from the COVID-19 pandemic, and Jacksonville's one of them. With the 42nd pick drafting LaVisca Chenault Jr., they, the, the pandemic, it is the, the, they have the pandemic to thank for getting Chenault. Because if teams were able to privately work him out and see that his injury concern, if they could deem for themselves that his injuries weren't a concern for his professional status, I think Chenault would have been a first-round draft pick. But teams couldn't do it. I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said for the the Miami Dolphins. I don't. I do not think that if teams were able to work out whoever they wanted, like a normal draft, I do not think it would have been black and white going into the draft that Joe Burrow was going to Cincinnati. I could. I could get behind that. I don't. I, I mean, the, they posted. You know, two of his agents posted the video. But if you got a chance to privately work out Tua, I do not. I, I think that Joe Burrow still would have been their guy. I think that's who they wanted. He's a homegrown guy, as Kyle likes to, to point out about things. But 
I don't think it would have been black and white to, to I don't think anybody would have been like, I won't be surprised if they draft two of though. And I think Jacksonville's a team that benefited from not having teams not being able to work out guys. Chenault fell. He would have been a first round talent. Who else needs to give grades? Kyle. Kyle. might always the last one. <laughs> Don't speak up, man. Give, give him a, yourself. A minus. And the final team in the AFC South is the Titans of Tennessee. Their team needs going into the draft were, hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry. My pages keep refreshing on themselves, so fucking bastards. Their team needs going into it were edge rusher, defensive line in total, offensive line, cornerback, and I don't agree with this, but running back. I don't know why they keep saying running back was, was like a big need for them. Like, I get drafting one. But I don't think he was a top need. I think it comes down to they think they might not be able Henry's going to gonna walk. Yeah. yeah. Their first round pick was offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson. Second and third round picks were cornerbacks Christian Fulton and running back Darrington uh, Evans. And then they rounded out day three of the draft with defensive lineman, quarterback Cole McDonald, and safety Chris Jackson. Um, I'd like to take a lead on this one. C. Reason for it being, we started to see running backs go in a slew. If you honestly believe that Derrick Henry is going to walk with the lack of receiving depth you have on your team, and the not to them because they paid him, but the quarterback question mark at quarterback, they should have used the second round pick at a running back. If you honestly have a belief that Derrick Henry is not going not going to be there, um, I also don't like the Cole McDonald pick at quarterback. Don't like that pick at all. You had seven picks to work with. Quarterback, in my opinion, should not have been one of them. I understand it was a seventh-round pick. I get it. Just not a fan. So I think, I mean, you got to figure Mariota's gone. Tannehill is, is prone to injury. I mean, you need so you need something behind him. I mean, I, I don't know who who was their backup before the draft. Do you do you happen to know, Kyle? Wasn't uh, it the guy from? Uh, should be Billy Volek, but <laughs> wasn't it the guy from New England? Who Hoyer? No. Oh, the backup quarterback. I was thinking running back. Sorry. And that's why, like they, I think they filled the need of in case. Tannehill goes down. We have well, wasn't, somebody that can throw football. Wasn't the backup just Mariota? But yeah. Mariota's gone. Right, but last year. Last year, yes. But this year, Mariota's gone. They they need somebody behind Tannehill. Logan Woodside. Exactly. That guy was but, selling but, t-shirts. Okay, and so, so, okay, so Logan Woodside is going to be better than a seventh-round quarterback out of Hawaii? Oh, um, I don't know. This guy from Toledo. So that's what I'm saying, though. But like, so so why waste the draft pick? Like, Logan Woodside isn't going to be making that much more money than Cole McDonald. I don't know. It's just when you have as many needs as a, t- a team like the Tennessee Titans, their defense is is stout, but it's not unbeatable, and their offense is driven through the legs of Derrick Henry. There is no wide receiver on that team that I would be fearful of any of any other NFL team's number one corner not being able to cover. 
Uh, AJ Brown was pretty good, but I still don't think that I, I still don't think that there isn't a number one corner on any team that can't cover him throughout a game. It, he was pretty good, but was he lights out? Down the stretch, it was. I don't know. There are so many things to address on that team that backup quarterback shouldn't have been one of them. There are plenty of guys out there that are that are free agents that have made careers off being backup quarterbacks. For me, when you instill a draft pick into a backup quarterback, you are thinking from a standpoint of when my quarterback gets hurt, not if he gets hurt. That's fair. I give him. I give him a. I give him a C plus. I, I did not go C. I didn't like the draft. I think that uh, they filled needs, but I just don't like the like the Isaiah Wilson Christian Fulton pick. I think that you could have swapped those picks. I think if they drafted Christian Fulton, they could have gotten Isaiah Wilson at sixty one. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have saw his mom kick his girlfriend out of the house. <laughs> no, I know that, but I, just, I don't know. I, I like their their picks to me weren't they weren't steals. They weren't guys that like they couldn't have gotten later. You know what I'm, I don't know. I, I mean, outside in the first couple rounds. I give him a C plus. C plus for me. C from Mass. Kyle, so you're not last. B minus. Rat. I'll give him a C. Quick question though. What well, is the the corners really the weakest part of that defense? Well, they lost Logan Ryan and somebody else. Yeah, their safeties are their safeties are set, and then their front seven is pretty decent. Okay. So they yeah. traded Drew Casey for a seventh round pick. I mean, they they need they they need depth in the front seven, but their corners are are their weak spot. But again, just like teams can look at the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans can look at the rest of the division with the exception of the Texans and go, who do we really need to cover? Right. Yeah, so I, I guess to see. It's a fairly average draft for them. All right, so let's let's wrap up here. And see. AFC... No, mock yours doesn't matter. Everyone knows that. Let's wrap up here in the <coughs> AFC West and go ahead. And we are going to start with the... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, we're going to start with the Chargers of Los Angeles. City of Angels. Even though they're also Chargers. The Chargers <laughs> in this draft, biggest addressment needs were quarterback, tackle, linebacker, edge rusher, and tight end. And they did, in this draft, their absolute best to address those needs by drafting with their first round pick, the sixth overall pick, Justin Herbert, out of my ass. Um, and then it's in, a public school. Yeah. And then their second first round pick was <laughs> linebacker Kenneth Murray. Uh, and then they didn't pick again until day three, in which they went running back Joshua Kelly, wide receiver Joe Reed, safety Aloe Gilman and wide receiver KJ Hill. Their draft was got all right. Here, this is pretty much their draft for me is a C because it, for me it goes like this: A plus A C F F F. <laughs> and history shows that you throw up, you couple, you uh, pepper a couple of F's in there. You're failing. <laughs> For me, <laughs> I think that Kenneth Murray can be a very – I mean, their defense is very good. Last year, their defense got exposed a little bit, but that was because they were without Derwin James for most of the year. Um, but 
they have a lot of good talent on that defense. And to give up your two day two picks to get in the first round and draft the defensive player to me, it doesn't scream smart. I think that Kenneth Murray is going to be an amazing player in this league. I think that he could be an amazing charger for the rest of his life. And I think that he could be an, a, a pro bowl talent. I think he could be a six time pro bowler in a decade, but when you have a lot of offensive needs and you need not a lot, but you have offensive needs, you have other defensive needs that are greater than the linebacker position and you need an offensive line in which you didn't draft at all to give up two day, two picks to move back into the first round. Doesn't make sense to me. Both those picks could have an offensive lineman. This is this gets a C minus for me, like in, like what Paul said. Two good first picks, and then it's almost like the GM's like, "Okay, I'm gonna let my son do the rest, and I'm gonna go and uh, sleep the rest of the draft. Let's see how you do." And he just picked whoever <laughs> he wanted, for with really simulate, no simulate, right, simulate. no yeah. rhyme or reason. I think that their draft could have very easily been an A minus if they had kept their two day two picks. I'm the opposite. Um, they went out and signed a lot of offensive linemen, so I think they didn't. They thought they didn't have to really address it that much, and they got their quarterback. They got. They obviously thought Kenneth Murray was their guy. Denzel no, no, I get that. Denzel Perryman gets hurt a lot. Um, and he's very replaceable. So you're replacing him with him. Now you have depth. They did need another receiver. Besides Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams, whole lot of nothing. Um, I don't think they. Here, I don't think they needed two. But here's my thing. There is one position in the NFL that I don't give a shit how many free agents you signed. There is no team in the NFL that has five Pro Bowl offensive linemen. If, a, if an offensive lineman is a free agent, it's because they're, dispen- they're disposable. And this is no shots fired here, but a team I think that a lot of people can refer to when that comes is the Giants. Yeah. There's, a reason, there's a reason the Giants keep drafting offensive linemen, because signing them, it didn't work out for them last year. Well, in the beginning, towards the end it got better. But I know what you're saying. But... It's just for me, the offensive line position, they are not going to drastically get better because of a change of scenery. No, but they do get Mike Pouncey back, who was hurt almost all year. Big plus. They got. No, I know. I just think that. Back. I just think that they should have. They should have drafted an offensive lineman, and I think that they could have if they didn't trade. I, I know that Kenneth Murray's their guy, and like we've like I said earlier, you don't need to change draft boards. But I just think that with those two day three picks, they could have gotten an impactful linebacker and an offensive lineman. I give him a B. I actually like their draft. That's because you suck. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm in that B minus range. I also think that the Chargers of the teams that drafted a rookie quarterback and we'll say the first round, I think Herbert's walking into the best day one scenario. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, Hunter Henry. Yeah. Um, 
I think he he's going to be the guy this year that I think is going to look like the best quarterback out of this class. Is it going to pan out that way over their careers? Who knows? But I think at least the next two to three years, he's going to be the standard from this draft class. Um, I, I still put him in that B minus range. Um, but I, I think that they're going to have a good Who was good the receiver season. they drafted? Who? The Chargers. Joe Reed and K.J. Hill. Yeah. They got Kind of any relation? Uh, yes, that's actually my brother. <laughs> it's spelt it's spelt different. No, same spelling. No, it's R E A D. No, I have them as two E's. No, your last name is R E A D Depends if it's on Yahoo or not. Yahoo. Yeah, and stop stop spreading my engagement news to your parents, you jerk. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding, it's fine. It was it was fun to get a text from Lane. All right, let's move into the let's move into the desert. You know why it was fun, Paul? Because it took him two days to write it, <laughs> and three pairs of your mother's glasses. <laughs> Somehow losing all of them. Let's move into the desert and go to the Vegas Raiders. The biggest team needs going into the draft were wide receiver, cornerback, defensive line, offensive line, and linebacker, and they addressed said needs. By going after players such as, let this go, load, load, load. Uh, their two first-round picks were Henry Ruggs, the wide receiver, and quarterback Damon Arnett. And then on day two of the draft, their three third-round picks were for running back slash wide receiver Lynn Bowden, wide receiver Brian Edwards, and linebacker Tanner Muse. And then they wrapped up day three with a guard and a cornerback. The Raiders did what they normally do. Reached for all the big school guys except for Henry Ruggs. I don't think he's really that big of a reach. No, but like, also, what the fuck are you doing taking three receivers, two back to back? Well, to be fair, because you're running back slash wide receiver, <laughs> much like a Dexter McCluster. And, and they got the how... corner that they could have probably maybe gotten later. You know how good Dexter McCluster's career was. No, it was great. I give him a C plus. D plus. D plus. I'm giving them B. What? I I love the rugs pick. Davis was smiling down from heaven, just looking at the speedster that they drafted. (laughs) Talk like a writer. (laughs) Yeah, remember the last time they went speed receiver? You know who that was? Haywood Bay. Yeah, that was before Mayock was drafting, and Mayock actually could draft well. I did not like the Damon Arnett pick. I thought there were a lot of other corners on the board that they could have taken over him. Oh, I... You can draft well, though. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Mass, that was a softball, man, and Souls yeah, just I crushed know. that one. Yeah, I know. Right I to like the, the second base. I like the Lynn Bowden pick. <laughs> I like the Tanner Muse pick. <laughs> Why, Tanner Muse? Oh, that was the funniest fucking thing I've heard in weeks. Whatever, at least it was hard to hit. It was so subtle, it was like no one heard it. It was so funny. I heard it, I ignored it. It wasn't about you, dumbass. It was an insult back to me. (laughs) I I know, I ignored it because I was talking. Love you, Kyle. Mox, I didn't even (laughs) say for a What? Yeah, you heard me. The Starburst jelly beans, Mox. 
Yeah. Is that what you're eating? Yep. Yeah, I got something for you. Did, didn't have dinner because I was building an island. So no dishes tonight. Well, I don't know. Marissa might have eaten. But this does mean that I'm probably going to eat a meatball sub after the show. Ooh, nice. Send me a pick. I'd like for Paul to stop doing that. <laughs> doing I, <don't>, what? <laughs> I think the Raiders did what they normally do. At least four of those guys are going to be cut by next year. Look, the, the Raiders stuck to their guns, and it was high risk, high reward. They are either going to look like gods, or they're going to look like fools, and there is no in-between in three years. I would agree with that. They're going to be no in-between, but... I think they're going to be looking better than they're going to be looking worse. Oop, bad connection from somebody. Got a lot of packet loss on somebody's audio. But also, they need to either figure out what they if they want to keep Carr or trade him. We're losing you, Paul. Nope. Got some cool talk box action. Talk box action. <laughs> But, uh, Chris Nassie, what was your grade for the Chargers? I gave him a B. Thank you. I hope that starting with next year's draft, um, that the analysts introduce a new segment called um, Watch the Raiders Blow It. Because <laughs> <laughs> they did this last year. I mean, it was last year with what? They were three or four and picked that Clellan Farrell, yep. a guy that they could have gotten, you know, probably in the second round. And they took him in the top, but and everyone's just like, um, what? I remember that. You know, it's just, I I think that Gruden gets, tries to get too cute. It's not think, Gruden drafting. But I I I don't believe on any team. I I think it's the GM and the coach that they they work together. They come up with their plan and so on. And Gruden is just so high on everybody on everybody every every player he talks about he's been watching them since high school he's watching them. Me? but it, it's just he loves everybody so Except i think can you guys hear me yes yes yeah all right i'm good because i just want to say everybody's a gruden grinder <laughs> <laughs> he loves everybody so i mean except his quarterback but that was recent because prior Every Monday night game for the Raiders. He loved Derek Hunt. <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I think that Gruden has, like, too much to do. And he's historically a bad drafter. So, I, I think that the Raiders, I mean, when it's all said and done, when they look back on bringing Gruden back, I, I don't think that it has, it will have a positive impact on their franchise. draft. <coughs> Oh, we're losing you again, Paul. I don't know why. Nope. He'll be back. Maybe. But I think I'll get... That would have been the perfect time for a Conway Twitty cutaway. (laughs) Right there. I was thinking, uh, let me some some Peter Frampton. (laughs) (laughs) I need a distraction. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Yeah. No. 
I don't know why. No. You sound like you're living inside a speaker. Can you hear me now? Yes. Ooh, there you go. I'm fucking Kendall Ford operations. No, I didn't go out to the car. Just moved two feet to the left. <laughs> I feel like Kendall operates the board. It's always only me that he has a problem with. He's fucking with my, my volumes. He's I don't pissed know. Off that I can't, he's pissed off that I'm not bringing him beer. Well, I mean, this is true. But I think we have I to give blame... Him a C. I give him a C. I don't know where you guys were, so I give him a C. <laughs> yeah, we've been on 10 minutes with the Raiders. We, we've been talking about hockey for the last 10 minutes. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Their team needs to go into the draft of cornerback, linebacker, running back, offensive line, and defensive line. And they address that by drafting running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round, Kendall's hyphenated boy there. And then <laughs> in the second day of the draft, they went Willie Gay, the linebacker, and offensive tackle Lucas Naing, and then rounded out their draft with a defensive back, edge, and cornerback. B. I love their 237th pick description. It says, round seven, pick 237 from Patriots, from Broncos, from Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I give him an A minus. Why? Um, I think Hilaire is going to be the perfect fit for what they do. Um, Willie Gay is just one of those guys that fits their defense. He gets in trouble. So. Where did Willie Gay go to school, Kyle? Texas A and M. Yeah. Around there. Close. Um, it was Michigan. <laughs> He went to LSU. He went to Mississippi State. But... That's what I said. Here's the thing. I think the Edwards Hilaire pick, I think he's going to be a great addition to their offense, but I don't think he's going to be an elite running back, and I don't think running back was their biggest need. No, I think their secondary was their biggest need. Well, especially now that the Sharp Breland suspended for four games. I will give them a B plus, but A plus for best names in the draft. Almost every pick, awesome name. Spell them all. Well, I can only because of the right here in front of me, but otherwise, <laughs> no chance. I, I think the Chiefs had a great draft. I put them in that B plus. I'll give them a B minus. I mean, when you when you got the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, what else do you need? B minus. <laughs> <laughs> that one was for you, Paul. Yeah, I know. The, <laughs> the joke, though, is that you believe it, not that you said it. I don't believe he's the greatest of all time. You think he's the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now? I can argue that. Silent affirmation. <laughs> well, I had to think. I'll give him a B minus. I don't think that they did anything to win more games next year, but they're still in the B range because the amount of games they won next year was enough. Anybody else grading? I gave him a B. Before. 
I said A minus. I don't care what you said. Say it with your chest. I did the first time. No, I meant like I meant like use Coach's sister to say it. Coach's sister is sleeping. Oh, your tits aren't sleeping. Denver Broncos, the final team in our grading analysis. Thank God. Um, their team needs were wide receiver, offensive line, defensive back, linebacker, and. They addressed those in the draft by going with Jerry Judy, wide receiver, with their first-round pick. And then in day two, went wide receiver K.J. Hamler, cornerback Michael Ojemudia, offensive lineman Lloyd Cushenberry III, and defensive tackle McTelvin Ajum, 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 whatever the fuck his name is. And then their day three picks were tight end, outside linebacker, offensive line, wide receiver, defensive end. So I'm going to go ahead and give them an A. They... uh... Maybe B plus. I'm gonna say they're they wanted to make sure that Jordan Locke had weapons. That was their primary worry about this pick. Yeah. Hey Mesh, just so you know, if you're not sold on A but you're also not sold on B plus, there is an A minus <laughs> in there. I was thinking about giving them an A minus, but then I looked down the line a little bit. I don't like picking KJ Hamler in the second round. I there were other wide receivers that were still on the board. Mims was still there, for example. Uh, I believe that... Um, I think KJ Hamlin's going to be better in five years than Mims. It's possible. I also I think, think that... Uh, I think Mims I is going to... Claypool was still available, too. But I, th- I think Mims and Claypool and those receivers that were, that were still available, I think they're more NFL-ready today, but I think that Hamlin will have a better career. I think his ceiling is still very far from being reached. It's possible. Um, uh, I I love their cushion bear pick. Just add on to the uh, line. Uh, I believe he plays center, and he is the second best center that was in this draft uh, behind that kid from Michigan. Carlos Ruiz. Uh, yes. Um, Look, I think this draft can be summed up pretty pretty simply. They did everything they could to prove to themselves to show themselves if Drew Locke's the guy. Yes. They went out and helped jo- or helped Drew Lock. That was the end of the story there. I don't. It's not about helping Drew Lock. I don't think that's the. That I I think that the, I think that the head coach and the owner, confided into with John Elway, and they made a draft that shows them if John Elway and Drew Lock are there in the future. Possible. Because if this if this draft if these players don't work out this year, I think that we see John Elway and Drew Lock on, and they start all over. Big first time. I give him an A minus. So I I don't I agree with kind of half of what you said, Paul, but I don't I don't think that Drew Lock is on his shortest string. Um, as Elway is. I mean, Elway won the Super Bowl with, you know, when he got Peyton in there. But since then, hasn't really done much for that team. Um, so I think he's on the, the more on the chopping block than Drew Locke is. But um, I think that this, the team went out and said, listen, this kid needs weapons, and here they are. I think he's, he's just got to go out and and convert it into wins. I think that they're on the same leash for different reasons. 
That reason being that if the Denver Broncos go out and have an atrocious season with this draft, I think that it shows very clearly that Vic Fangio was a defensive coordinator and not a head coach, and that we could very easily see him his job vacated as well. And if his job is vacated, the next guy is not going to want Drew Locke. And if his job is vacated, it means that they did bad enough to get one of these good guys in the draft next year as a quarterback. We saw it. We see it every every That's two true. or three years. We see that a new head coach come in, and they don't want their guy. We saw it with Cliff Kingsbury. That's true. That's a good point. So I, I think if the Denver Broncos really shit the bed next year, I mean, here's the thing. When you're an offensive coordinator coming into a head coaching job, I think you're given a little bit more leeway. But when you're a defensive coordinator and you come in and your team can't win, I think it's much more black and white in terms of the uh, management's uh, depiction of you as, as a head coach. But I give them an A minus. They did everything that they could to to know if Drew Locke's the guy. Yeah, I agree. I'm in that that A minus camp. Yeah, A minus. Gave him a bunch of weapons. Then we'll see. Oh, yeah. Think for yourself, Kendall. Uh, they got a bunch of players. A minus. <laughs> no, you, you just don't think for yourself. Dash, dashedly dirty rat. Um, I think they had the best draft in the class. Um, you're just saying that because you hate Baltimore. No. Yeah, because you told me that Baltimore had the best draft like like two yeah, weeks ago. Then I read into. Um, they could have traded. They they wanted to trade up to get Jerry Judy. He fell to 15. He was their guy. They got him. They got a slot guy. So now they have Sutton, Judy on the outside with him on the inside. Got a... All right, that's it. I'm just fucking with your consoles. Kyle. What? Finish. Said it. Did you mean sex tape? You get an A plus from me. All right, those are the draft grades. Mock, just post them. We'll be back in like five minutes. All right. And now, back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. And we are back. I think, Paul, you're muted, it looks like. But, uh, oh, there we go. Could have waited two seconds. Well? Can you hear me? I can. Yep. Could have waited two seconds. Didn't even, didn't even give me a chance. The thing, the buzzer went off, and you were already talking. I saw the video. My apologies. No. No, he texted me. He said he was going to do it. I, I believe <laughs> it. I believe it. Because that's something a rat would do. It was a private message. <laughs> I, I Over love, Instagram. I love that laugh from Kendall. When he's, and he's just like, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so um, can we address that this guy wore uh, fucking socks in the shower? He wears them in the shower, like, sometimes regularly. Kendall, is that a real thing? I don't know. You have to come over and find out. No, like, I, I really need to know. No, like, I don't do wear socks. you regularly wear socks I don't wear socks in the shower. Socks in the shower. Don't you dare lie, you have. I, I, of course I have. I mean, <laughs> But what do you mean, of course you have? <laughs> I mean, like, it's happened. Like, I've lived long enough that that scenario would have happened. But, like, what's the scenario? I don't know. It just it sort of happened. You know, just... It was drunk. 
No, Kendall doesn't take drunk showers. He barely takes I, sober ones. Because I'm trying to think, like, you know, I'm, I'm a little older than you, and I've never once worn socks in the shower. I don't know. I just say, you know, sometimes it happens. You know, I just... <laughs> Sometimes, no... as in more than once. Well, I mean, when I say more than once, it's not like two thirds of my showers are with socks on. I just mean like if... <laughs> oh Kendall, it doesn't God. matter if it was three times. That's still three times. It's, but three times, how many showers have you taken in your life? It doesn't matter. But That's I think in the grand, if you took, if you've taken seventy six thousand showers in your I've life, never, I've never taken a shower with socks on. Not one time. Matt, well, how many showers I... you taken with socks on? Zero. Mock? Goose egg. I'm just saying. Yeah, how, many, how, many, how, many, how many sock rinses have there been? All of them. That's not true. Don't lie. Every single one. Don't you dare lie, Kyle. I've seen you come out of the shower and put socks on while your feet were still wet. But I've never seen you come out of the shower with socks on. That's still bad, though. Kyle's known for he could be still like soaking wet and he'll just get into his clothes and like ask him why he's like he doesn't he just he's like I don't care like all right (laughs) (laughs) so be it but yeah if you guys haven't seen it go to our Instagram page watch the uh, one stroke one putt one drink series the the rat is is just quarantine's hitting him pretty hard. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've only. Well, I will tell you, I've made a a handful of shots. I gotta tell you, I laughed very hard at the the you in the shower. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, that might be the best one. I don't know if I'd be able to beat that. How long until he runs out of space in the house to do this? Well, it's just the, the the options are endless. It's just like, but it gets to a point where it's like, all right, this isn't funny. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I think I'm going to buy a Nerf hoop. Like, I don't know how much longer I go until I, this is stupid. Or you may have to just venture into the backyard. Start doing some chipping. Yeah, I got some, I got some, some drivers. Got a no, you know what he should do? He should. He should put some holes like in the roof and just try and chip it onto the roof. Onto the roof. Pitching wedge. A couple broken windows. <laughs> what do you care? You don't own the house. That's true. <laughs> Watch that rent so, go up. So with it being May, it's, it was my turn to come up with the uh, weekly segment. And I, I was telling you guys before, I was between a couple different options. Uh, one of them required, like, more homework than the other. And uh, I guess, we, like, we could still do the other one another day, but the one that we'll do week in, week out is each each week we'll have a sport. And pretty Whoa. simply... Whoa. Yes. Sorry, I just I was thinking of you. I was just looking on Letgo and I found a Spider-Man skinned PlayStation for 180 bucks. Uh, yeah. If you could uh, just copy that link, shoot it on over. I'll check that out. You don't uh, need it. <laughs> that, that is not the point, nor for you to decide. Um, so pretty much, quite simply, from each sport. Just just think of a sports moment that you wish you could have seen 
live in person. All time. Well, uh, or we could just all time, you know, your lifetime, whatever. Um, Which is, I mean, it could be anything for your, you know, your own. Because I know Kendall's is going to be obscure. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, should we do like two? Should we do one for our team? Like one of our teams and one for like a non-biased standpoint? Mark, you cut out for me for part of that. Our favorite what's? <laughs> Underwear designers. <laughs> Perfect. Lewis no, Vitton. Like, no, like a, a moment in sports that like you wish you could have been there gotcha. live okay. in person. Well, I was going to say, should we do one for our sport, like our teams, and then one for like not our teams? It's like more unbiased. Sure. All right. You know, Kyle's new thing has been trying to get people. He goes up to people and says, under under there, and then they're like, under where? And he goes, ah. <laughs> it's been Kyle's new monorail. Yeah, he's been doing that for years. I've never seen anyone fall for it. <laughs> the monorail thing? No, when he does the underwear thing. <clears throat> he gets his dad sometimes. <laughs> so, is Kyle still there? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Kyle, what, what sport would you like to do this week? Not my choice, it's your choice. Alright. Then, uh, this week, let's do basketball. Okay. So, and for Kyle, the listeners, in case you don't remember, because they very, very rarely talk about it, uh, Moxie Washable is a Pels, Pels, Pels fan. The Maskers Massey is a Raptors of Toronto fan. And the Red Baron is a Houston Rockets fan. Of New York. No, you're a Houston Rockets fan. <laughs> of New York. You're a Houston Rockets fan. You've never watched a Knicks game by yourself. That's not true. It is true. I've never watched a full Knicks game by myself. <laughs> yeah, but you've watched Rockets games by yourself. And I know no, you I haven't. I've watched more like regular like AL right, West let's games. To, let's put this to bed right now. Kyle, yeah, is Kendall a Rockets fan or a Knicks fan in your opinion? I'm going Utah Jazz. <laughs> Rockets. Yeah, his favorite player is James Harden. <laughs> he wants My, to look like him. <laughs> Unfortunately, he only looks like him on the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fear the neckbeard. <laughs> Alright, so 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 Kyle, lead, lead us off. I mean, what's like a an all time like NBA moment that you wish you could have been live in the stadium for? Well for the Sixers there would have been an Iverson crossed up Tyloo and then stepped over him. Was that in LA? Yes it was. Was it game two? Game one. One. Then not the Sixers would have been when Gordon Hayward blocked LeBron twice. I knew I knew it was getting worked. I'm just kidding about that one. I fucking knew it was getting worked at some point. Kyle and I watched Gordon about... Hayward highlights today. <laughs> <laughs> um not Sixers might have probably Huh. Can you come back to me? 
I got my two. All right, well then go ahead, Matt. <clears throat> this has nothing to do with Kyle. Uh, for the Raptors, uh, I would have loved to have been there for the end of Game 7 against the Sixers, where Kawhi yeah. just shot over Simmons. Um, Non-team, I would have loved to have been there for Kobe's final game. Cop out. Those are also against Gordon Hayward. <laughs> the Mormon is what they call him. <laughs> um, I'll go next. So my Bulls one would have been now. I'm gonna do this based off my lifetime, like my fanhood time. Um, so like Michael cause... Jordan dunking over the Monstars. Exactly. Okay. Um, so like mine's not gonna be part of the Michael Jordan era just because I, I wasn't like. I was alive for five of the championships, but I wasn't watching basketball like with the intent of knowing about it. That's what I mean. You could have been there. Oh, mm-hmm. I have. Mine. I, I want to do mine from a standpoint of like being a basketball fan, having watched it on TV, having the want to bend in the arena. So naturally, all my bias ones are going to be home games, probably, um, with the exception of one off the top of my head. But um. My non or my biased one would have been Game Three, um, when the Bulls played the Cavs and Derrick Rose hit the uh, bank shot three point game winner over uh, two Cavs players to to win the game. That was awesome. I remember watching that on TV, and I was just like, "Oh, just, my pants are sticky, <laughs> super sticky." Well, I know you ate a couple of Cinnabons that day, so. <laughs> oh, those are gross. Are you serious? Cinnabons I've, never, ac- I've never actually had a cinnamon. All right, all right. Mass, you want to know what they're like? Okay, so imagine somebody takes a stale piece of, like, burnt toast that they put sugar <laughs> on, burnt and then they just toast. put Elmer's glue on it, and yeah. then you eat this, it, and then, and this then 30 guy seconds have a good later, cinnamon. 30 seconds later, you shit out enough bricks to build a fucking shed. All right, that part is true, <laughs> but the first part was wrong. <laughs> and by the way, it's warm, but like warm, it's warm, but like warm in the aspect that like somebody had just ran a microwave for five minutes and they just placed it in the hot microwave for thirty <laughs> seconds. I I will say, don't get the cinnamon bites from uh, Taco anywhere. Bell. Don't get them anywhere. Oh yeah, no, no, those, those are just deep fried cum shots. <laughs> Mass, I hope your mom's still not listening, but that's what they are. <laughs> She's not. Okay. That's all it is. That's just a deep fried mouth cream pie. <laughs> right there. <laughs> and you get a whole you bag of them. It. You bite into it and you're just like, oh, this is what Lisa Ann's like. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be a star? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> now nah, he had nothing to do with it. Paul, I'm sure this one. Uh, my my non biased one would be uh, uh, I'd like to when be... Gordon Hayward. Uh, <laughs> uh, mine would be Game Five of the 2005 Finals when Robert Ory hit the game winner for the Spurs over the Pistons against Gordon Hayward. Yeah, he was there. He was a baby, but he was there. Glad we I also would like there. to. I would also like to be at the Mormon baptism when Gordon Hayward was getting <laughs> his 17 wives. You guys want to pitch in to get me a Robert Ory jersey? No. <laughs> Why not? Do I get Do I get to pick well, the team? Um, Rocket. You get to pick the team. 
Excellent. I will sport any of them. Enjoy your Phoenix Suns, Robert. Yeah, it definitely has to be the most ironic one. I have Can I, two, sorry? if I could say them real fast. Go ahead. The guy, that guy has played for four teams and won seven titles with three of them. <laughs> um, the first one would be when Reggie Miller talked shit to Spike Lee. Oh, a non-like actual like play. I like that. Yeah, it would have been fun to see Nick fans get upset. And then the other one would be... You can just watch Tracy that at the M- end of any actual regulation <laughs> game. The other one would be when Tracy McGrady scored like 10 points in like 5 seconds. I think it was 13 and, thir- 13 and like 30 or something like that. Yeah. For the Rockets, right? Yep. When he was the Rockets? Yeah, when he played the Spurs. Actually, you know another one that I'd like to be live for just because of like the, the amazingness of it? I would love to have been live when Nate Robinson blocked Yao Ming. <laughs> Gordon Hayward dunks so. over Nate Robinson. <laughs> so. After blocking Yao Ming. <laughs> so my, my Pels pick, and it's mostly just because like this, this year, I was getting into basketball more this year than the past couple of years. That's not true. You just knew who Zion Williamson was, you liar. <laughs> but no, I'm being serious. Like, that was a thing. Like I was following it more intently. Who's your starting center? Kyle, don't do that. I don't, know, I don't know the positions in basketball enough yet. Because to me, they're all the same. That's not true. <laughs> I know it's not true. Some are bigger than others. Nah. But, again, so I think that my Pell's pick would have been, like, Zion's debut. Because I remember I did watch it. Then turn it off in... five minutes into it. No, that's not true. I wasn't trying to watch South Park at Kendall's house. But I, I believe I watched it from, I, I think I was in Memphis. When I watched it, we were walking. Oh, I knew he was gonna say no, it. No, that it. song is terrible. Um, but no. for my my non Pels pick, I think it's for when uh, Ron Artest went into the crowd. I think that would have been cool to see, like from the other side of the arena. I was about to say, do you want to be in the stands not, where he went in? Not really in the swing range, but <laughs> I think I would just be him, in man. on that. Yeah, but he <laughs> he's the. The guy known for it, <laughs> and then he changed his name to Meta World Peace. And, Meta, and he was just that. I'd also like to be present for any time a member of the opposing team managed to sneak his way into the other team's huddle. <laughs> that that cracks me up. Every time that happens, that's like the funniest thing of the day to me. <clears throat> when they show, they're just sitting there and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone notices it, and they all laugh. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Gordon Hayward did it once. <laughs> that, that to me, is something that, like, the other major sports don't have. Is that, to me, there's, like, just so much more camaraderie between the players that they do things like that. It, it I don't know, like, basketball, you don't see it too much in another sport where, you know, all the stars meet in one place to like work out together in the off season. It doesn't really happen outside of basketball. So it's just funny, you know, you see different dynamics between, you know, the biggest names in the sport that you don't see in other sports. I follow that. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Kendall. Uh, mine, you guys are going to laugh. Um, 
So <laughs> what's Ish Smith doing? <laughs> no, but when when I was watching a, a lot more Knicks games, uh, I actually you, really you Rockets. It's Rockets. Stop. I I really liked Jeremy Lin, and there was that stretch of games where like, Jeremy Lin <laughs> was like also a Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> but and I and I this is like the coldest take of all time. I was telling Jeff that this guy was going to be the greatest guy in basketball for the next like five to six years. And boy, boy, was I wrong. Um, but there was a stretch of the games where they played uh, against the Lakers and he dropped 38. I think uh, that would have been a, a cool uh, game to see, especially during that period of time. Where it really only was like five or six games that it was like this really insane. Aged like milk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Really didn't have a an eggnog thing going there. Didn't really last through the holidays. Old takes exposed. Yes, and I think my non-team uh, moment, and help me out, uh, Paul slash Kai, with the, the, it's like nine points in how many how many minutes? You know what I'm talking about? The uh, the one we were just talking about? We're talking about what? Tracy McGrady? Yeah, did we say that already? When he was a rocket? I, I like that. That's I've I watched that clip with you guys all the time. Yeah, I'm not, su- I'm not surprised you liked it. It's very common to like something <laughs> from your favorite team. It's too easy at this point. All right, and then I also want to throw on the entire uh, white chocolate highlight reel is also my favorite. <laughs> what? If you don't know, Matt. for every one of And <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. What did you actually say? The type in white chocolate highlight reel on YouTube, and you wow. won't be disappointed. Yeah, I'm porn <laughs> <laughs> All right, search that second. <laughs> New tab. Incognito. Right. So yeah, next week we'll uh, next week we'll do hockey. I can do it now. No, no, no. Next week, we got to get four weeks out of this. I can do mine. I believe I said no. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, did you have another segment that you came up with? So I do have the other one, but we we may have to save it because I I think it it would be best served with some homework because it's going to spark debate and, and people should have some facts behind it. And I just can't wait. <laughs> what to, does that ever matter? With us? I just can't wait to argue with Kyle. That's pretty much because I know it's going to come down to him and I really duking it out here. So what's the segment? We'll, we'll, we'll get it on off air. That didn't sound All right, right. <laughs> but we will. <laughs> Take it for That's, what it that is. That sounds like something a Rockets fan would say. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Kendall's going to outplay us t- to uh, William Shatner's Rocket Man tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, any uh, bids for the Robert uh, Ori jersey for me would be would be great. You could reach me. Yeah, Kyle, I forgot that Kyle, I forgot that JaVale McGee was in a dunk contest. Yeah, he probably missed. He didn't. <laughs> so, have you guys been, I mean, not following them, but I, I see them pop up on Instagram a lot where, like, they're showing, like, players, like, FaceTiming each other, or, or they're on, like, Instagram Live, and they show conference talking about, um, you know, like, past things and games or things that have happened. and They just show, like, them talking about both sides 
Have you guys seen anything? Mm-hmm. I've seen I, a few. I mm-hmm. think that they are awesome. It's just a, it's such an an interesting like take on you know they they talk to the two players involved in a certain play and they're just like hey you know what were you thinking at this time and oh I saw this and and they just kind of like break it down in like a way you know a fan wouldn't be able to because we're not in the game and yeah, I've and seen, I've seen a bit of it. They've been pretty like entertaining to watch. You know, the there was the one where uh was it like Melo saying that LeBron like saved his life in like Barbados or something because he fell off a boat. Um I watched one just the other day though, it was uh Aaron Gordon talking to Dwayne Wade about why he lost the dunk contest. <laughs> yeah. It it's just been a, like an interesting thing that I don't think we would have gotten if we didn't have this, like, quarantine happening. So it's just kind of a bright spot. Yeah, that's true. I haven't seen it, but I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, you rat. <laughs> I spends more time on Instagram than... Yeah, yeah, I'm doing other stuff, though. Yeah. Alexa Bliss p- pictures did you like today? Yeah, t- too many to count. <laughs> Can you count them on one hand? Yeah, fat chance. <laughs> Just clouding up my saved pictures in my profile. <laughs> Gonna have to do a clean sweep. Yeah, the old chimney. You know, kind of what? What? Imagine if like she got a notification every time you saved. Like, oh, this guy again? Ah, I'm saving him off the burner accounts. All the fan accounts. <laughs> Let's see. Save you. Question for everybody. Hide your paper trail. Kai? Yes, Kyle? Across all sports, don't matter. Who's your favorite controversial superstar? Terrell Owens. Hmm. Uh, uh, I'd like to lock in Vontez Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This is why Mark Deshera sucks. <laughs> Kyle, we've had this we, debate. The numbers don't just, lie. Which is yeah, A-Rod, Does A Rod count? Yeah, yes, A Rod counts. Yes, he does. A Rod done. Yeah. I, I. Barry Bonds. Pete Rose. Ooh. As the chicken. <laughs> uh, so, this- where do you guys. Like, you, we all kind of agreed as a show that he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, right? If he belongs in the Hall of Fame, so does Barry Bonds. That that's where we left off with this. We're not doing this, Kyle. <laughs> Mock brought it up. No, he didn't though. Did, did, did he say? It, what did he say? What about? I didn't hear what you said, Kyle. He, he said Pete Rose does, and so does Barry Bonds. <laughs> well, Bonds cheated. He's out. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Here we go. Well, listen. If Barry Bonds can Barry have. If Barry Bonds could have a reality TV show that lasts less than a season, then yeah, he's in. <laughs> That's arguably the best baseball player we have ever seen. Who's everybody's least favorite MLB player right now? Mock. Barry Bonds. <laughs> right now. Barry Bonds. Yeah, it's, it's still Barry Bonds. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Jacoby no. Ellsbury. No, he's not a Yankee anymore, so he's cool, I guess. Where is he now? Nowhere. I don't, I don't think he's anywhere. Is he free agent? <laughs> he's dead. 
Listen, I stand by that the Yankees and the Giants should have made a trade last year. Ellsbury for Cueto. Would have made sense all around. What would Ellsbury have served as? Uh, an outfielder? Who's my least favorite player? Steven, Steven Strasburg. Why, Kyle? Because he had a good run and everybody talked about him as being the most, one of the best highest paid pitchers ever. Mine's El Tuve. Who cares if he cheated? He Listen, just Kyle, kind of Kyle's just okay with, with cheating in sports. But I will forever stand by that if the Astros beat the Phillies in that series, you would despise them. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. No, I wouldn't. You only hate them because oh, so did we give answers to who our least favorite current MLB player is? Or? I think I it's I think Freddie Freeman for me. No, don't lie, you Chipper Jones. Suck up. He's the second coming. If Chipper, if Chipper <laughs> Jones posted pictures in the same outfits as Alexa Bliss, he'd be saving those two. Uh, too much of a beard. <laughs> Um, Mox isn't a Red Sox. <laughs> I, 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 Probably Bryce Harper. Yours is Bryce Harper? No, mine is Steven Strasburg. Oh, I already like, said it. What the hell? Um, I hid my love for him for all these years. We're all loving to close up on Mox's face right now. Well, like before, it was just kind of this. I, I, I being I genuine, I'm loving the close up of the face. Mine's I, Sal uh, Perez. Man, I don't know. Big bad I mean? Sal Perez. I, I'm going Altuve. That that whole team just soured for me. Even Verlander. Yeah. Was he there? Yeah. Was he, no. Was he yeah. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. But but the other side, I mean, I get like. <clears throat> He benefited it, benefited from it in, like, I guess the terms of run support, but, I mean, he wasn't stealing pitches. <laughs> right. Did everybody on that team know about it, or was it just the offense? Unless he was a mind reader and he could see what pitches they thought were coming. <laughs> yeah. If you All could right. read minds, what would you do with that power? Um, Steal pitches. Is your mom mirror? still listening? No. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I would just look in the mirror a lot and hope I exploded from trying to read my own mind. <laughs> Actually, I would just read Kendall's mind all the all the time. Yeah, be a lot I of imagine smut. it'd be like that episode of SpongeBob with Patrick just sitting on the uh, coin-operated seahorse, and then he runs out of coins. Oh, that was I my last ins- quarter. I would insist on being pushed into, uh, like, becoming a therapist that has to be present for people's uh, marital coitus. <laughs> I'm and gonna then, check this out. And then announce their thoughts during. Do you like that? Uh, she's currently really upset that the Polish ham at the deli is on sale. The meatloaf <laughs> was dry. Just All like right. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Number, another NBA question. Oh, back on track. Hold on, hold on. I had one more question. Okay. My question was, Kyle, do you have any more questions? I do. <laughs> I knew that was okay. <laughs> Can you name an NBA player that you wish never left the original team? Gordon Hayward. 
Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, he didn't really leave his original team. No, I wish he'd never, like, retired and <laughs> just... He was just forced stayed. to. Just... Guy so, that you've seen, not Michael Jordan. I wish, Le- I wish Gordon Hayward never left the Jazz, and I honestly mean that. I wish LeBron never left, left Cleveland the first time. And I wish that JaVale McGee never left the Wizards. <laughs> Dwayne Wade. You like wishing it was just like a heat for the whole time? Yeah, I mean, like, I got the whole Chicago thing, but, like, it just didn't matter. I wish he never went to the Cavs. Derrick Rose. I don't give a shit about his injuries. Just be there, man. I think in hindsight... I, I wish the Carmelo you wish you trade. Never the Warriors. Sixers. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. What about Corver? I mean, I love Corver, but I was too young to remember how bad he was for the Sixers. What are you talking about? He was totally worth that printer. <laughs> no, they traded the printer for him. Or a copier. Copier, Kyle? Yeah, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, they traded a piece of office equipment for him, though. Yeah, Kyle Corver. You know who he is. Yeah, I know that name. I got one. Madison Typer. I got one for you guys. All right. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. Um, Kyle, don't you dare say briefs. <laughs> Kyle and I are on the same wavelength. We like the in-betweener. You're a, you're a boxer, boxer brief, brief guy. guy. I like having the junk contained, but I like feeling like I'm wearing bicycle shorts. <laughs> now, I need to be bouncing around. I'm full, full boxer. boxer. Kendall's a boxer guy, I'm too. A boxer guy, yeah. Mass? Yeah, he wears his mom's. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Corver was traded for a coffee machine. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> that's weird. He's, he's just Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I can't believe that's allowed. <laughs> but I mean, I guess why not? I mean, what's the difference between trading somebody for a copier and trading someone for cash that you're going to buy a copier with? So, no, you're right. right. You're right. I just wish I knew the details as to like how the copier was shipped, <laughs> what condition it was in, <laughs> model number, did it include toner? Was if they ever gift? received it. Yeah, was the gift card to Staples included so they could buy toner and ink? What graded paper did they use? Those details. Like, was that copier later used to copy contracts for future players they signed? Yeah. If it still exists at all? Yeah, is that copier still around? Uh, no, actually. Did that copier ever sink a three in the NBA? <laughs> the copier actually broke down as of... <laughs> the day it shipped. Wait, does that, have, does that have, like, its own Wikipedia page? No. Uh... It broke down about three years ago. Wow, they got some good value out of that. Kyle Corbin broke down like seven years ago. <laughs> Who's the winners of this trade? Kyle, I'd like to give a, an answer to your question that's a little different than the question you asked, if that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. It broke down <laughs> like 20 Okay. Sorry. Um, I wish that Seattle never lost an NBA team. Yeah. Bring back the Sounders. <laughs> That's not who they are. <laughs> Seattle? The Seattle Sounders? You mean like the MLS yeah. team? Where'd they go? 
Portland. They just, they just can't play because of COVID. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Now, I really am only interested in two answers here because Mass, 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 I know Kyle's answer and Mass's answer is kind of irrelevant. No offense, Mass. But would you rather stop the COVID pandemic right now or prevent an Aaron Rodgers to the Patriots trade or signing forever? COVID. Yeah, see, I knew Kyle would say that because Kyle doesn't care about the Patriots or Aaron Rodgers. He just wants baseball back. COVID. So you'd rather see Rodgers become a Patriot? Yeah, I could suffer them watching, like, win another Super Bowl if I could just fucking do other things. Like, I'm awful. so over this. If it makes it so I don't have to wear a goddamn mask when I go outside, let the Patriots win the next five years. I don't even care. That's I'll like be miserable about it. Three years. I'll be really <laughs> bummed about it, but whatever. I can see when I go outside. What if it was beating the Giants for five straight years? Ooh, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Kendall, what about you? Um, that's a good question because like New England's already like broken me, but I think that definitely would bring some fire back <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> like for sure, like there was there would definitely be a little bit of. Uh, well, think about it. Think about it. Not only would it be Aaron Rodgers, one of your least favorite quarterbacks, going to your least favorite team, but it's another number twelve. <laughs> right. It's like living it all over again. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. So, Kyle, Kendall, what's your answer? I tell you, just get to watch another quarterback beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Whatever baseball effect. <laughs> I would. I would stop the pandemic. But let me tell you what. I would complain forever, and I'd be really annoying about it. See, I would also stop the pandemic, but only so that the Aaron Rodgers trade can happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, sidetrack. I actually really like this photo. I find it to be very funny. Uh, somebody interviewed Don Shula six years ago at uh, the 20th anniversary of the fake spike game. God, Matt, are you going what... to his funeral or something? No. Uh, asked him what he said to Jets fans in South Florida who bring it up. He responded, I don't talk to Jets fans in South Florida. Or in New York, or in the United States. <laughs> Massey <Sick>. looks baked <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, how much weed did you smoke? I ate it all. Mm, stoned on Shula. <laughs> <laughs> Join him for the hidden hour. You know, it's funny. I'm pulling a, a mock right now because the I this bottle of bourbon that I'm drinking had fresh tinfoil on it, and I'm just ripping the tinfoil into a billion pieces. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to want to just sweep that onto the floor. All right, so let's go with this. Let's go with, uh, for, let's, let's do, um, let's do baseball. Let's do baseball and football. And if anybody wants to chime in with another sport, um, just because I know those are the strong suits of the team here. Um, I want you guys each to name. So like, for example, if we were doing the bears, I want you to name a player that you hate that if they joined your team, you'd be very excited. And then a player that, like, no matter the Roy situation, Harper. if they joined – no, they can't already be on the team. If um, And then a player that no matter the situation, if they joined your team, you would just be, like, just you, – you would just not be happy about it, no matter how beneficial it was. So let's start with baseball, so mock Yankees. Name a player that if they joined your team that you hate right now, that you would be like, all right, I can get behind this. Do I have to hate the player? You have to have a dislike for them. 
Like, you don't have to hate them. They don't have to be your least favorite player of all time. But you, there has to be some sort of disdain for them. Like, Kyle was with Bryce Harper. Like, Kyle hated Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper was good, probably really hurt the Phillies from time to time. But he was all about them getting Bryce Harper. Uh, yeah. Hmm. You can think about it if you want. Kyle, I know you're probably ready to go. Uh, the guy that I hate would really enjoy it would be Freddie Freeman. And the other guy that I would have no satisfaction for would be Steven Strasburg. Kendall? Uh, I think for me it would be, uh, I'd be excited to have Bryce Harper and uh, Freddie Freeman would be the guy that I would really hate to have. So, yeah, he's going to hit you 330 and 100 every year. Kyle, but I, I, I got to disagree that. I think that if Strasburg came to the Phillies, no, he's I think he would be shit. all about it. No, he's overrated as shit. I think he'd be all about I it. I wouldn't. But here, you know, he's going to earn that keep. Yeah, he could have $300 million in Washington all he wants. And you'd probably buy his jersey. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll admit Bryce Harper, but fuck Strasburg. He is an overrated prick. Kendall, what was yours again? Uh, Bryce Harper uh, would like and Freddie Freeman would not like. Master, do you have one? Bryant or Chris Bryant. Or dislike, but with a... uh, that that fit makes too much sense. Okay, and then I would still not be happy with Hunter there. God, he would make your team better. Still don't like him. So I'm completely out on David Price. <laughs> okay, fuck that guy. Um. I'm trying to think of like a player that I that I don't like that I would be okay with having. Well, you should hate every Red Sox to a degree. What about JD Martinez? So like, I don't, he's like too new. I don't I don't care for him. Um, counts. But you love pre- Devers. I don't mind Devers. What about I like, what about Machado? I like Bogarts. I hate Manny Machado. But like, would you be cool with him being a Yankee? No. Because I didn't really, when that was all like a possibility, I was kind of bummed. Uh, I, about, I think that it would probably be Ben Attendee. What about that, Greg Bird? Oh, fuck him. Forever. Because <laughs> like Ben Attendee's a guy that like I don't really care for, but he is very good. Like I wouldn't mind him. I just plays for the team I don't like. Right. I don't know. I think you liked that more than you hate him. No, I, I really don't like Ben Attendee. I'm going with the Red Sox. No. Like, I really liked two players. I liked Mookie Betts, and I'm happy he's out of there. And I like Bogarts a lot. But you don't mind Devers. You were a big Machado or a uh, uh, Manny fan. Ooh, hard pass. The Devers is whatever. Like, <laughs> Kyle was telling me today that Manny Machado wants to play in Taiwan because he likes the food and the beaches. <laughs> yeah, that was I, an article. I, That's I, a I legend. usually end up liking Kyle, like, like, Younger players that make immediate impacts, like I always kind of gravitate. But and and Devers is a great player, but I don't like him or hate him. I mean, uh, the the Yankees Red Sox rivalry 
has been pretty much dead the last even like five years. Fifteen years. Well, no, because I mean, like, it hasn't been good since the two, it, early two thousands. But it's died down, you know. And, and there was the spark. Was it last season, the year before? You know, when they they were duking it out. But both those guys that fought are on another teams. You know, it's just. But one's in Korea. Your, it's, it's your rivalry is your rivalry's at its best when it's a competition strictly between the Red Sox and the Yankees to win that division. Yeah. When you put teams like Tampa Bay in the mix, it doesn't matter. But, uh, I mean, Bogarts and Betts were the only two guys that I really, like, liked on the team. Okay, just so you know, by the way, here's the frog I was talking about. That's cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure there's a garbage can there. If you just drop it in. Is that is that really? It's designed to sound like a frog. Yeah, it sounds way better in person. I listen. I get it. I, I'm with it. <laughs> uh, do you, so you guys want to move on to the NFL now? Yes. Okay. Same question. Player that you hate that you would not like <clears throat> to be on your team, and a player that you would hate but would be thrilled if they joined your team. Bobby Wagner. For which one? <laughs> I hate him, but I hope he came over. Okay. Then what about one that you hate that you would hate? Fuck Jimmy Garoppolo. Alright. It's fair. It's fair. Mox? Oh, by the way, I forgot my baseball one. I didn't say that. Uh, Sal Perez, I would hate if he joined the White Sox. Fuck him. Um, I hope that he tears both his ACLs. Um, and then I hate but would be very happy if the White Sox signed Francisco Lindor. Also wouldn't mind if they signed this frog. Who? This frog. Oh, the frog, oh. Here they should. The fucking frog. Um, so for football... Hmm. I, I, I don't want... Damn. <laughs> um, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, I I I don't want Tom Brady on the Giants. Like I I would not be. What could be a better that. story than that? Come on. Uh, pretty much anything. Season eight of Game of Thrones would be a better story. Um, <laughs> that was a reference that nobody with ta- with joy in their life gets. It's a good show, except for that season. It just happened to be the last season. Uh, but oh, yep. Sorry. Go ahead. You said Tom Brady, right? Is is the guy I do not want. Kendall, I think uh, for me would be uh, Jarvis Landry would be excited because I was really bummed when he went to Cleveland. So I was like a guy I really liked him, and it's like, ugh. Um. And then, at the same token, I think a guy who I would not really be excited for would be Odell Beckham. Going to Pittsburgh. Kendall's is, or Kyle's is Lamar Jackson and AJ Green. Yeah. But you don't hate AJ Green, so pick a new one. Nah. Yeah, why do you hate Lamar Jackson? Because he's not that good. Because he's a raven. Can I tell you who Kyle's really would be? Kyle's would be, Lamar Jackson would be the one that he would hate as a stealer, and Jimmy Smith would be the one he'd love. Yeah. 
Kyle, do you like Teddy Bridgewater? Whatever. Did you like don't Teddy? Don't even say that. Don't even say that the same player because they're not. I didn't say they were the same player. But do you like Teddy? Do you like Teddy Bridgewater coming out of college? Right. I mean, not really. I didn't care either way. My memory serves different. I just saw him beat UConn, which wasn't hard to do. I said one of the twelve quarterbacks, including their own. <laughs> just because he's a Louisville quarterback doesn't mean I like them or hate them. But as far as a player that I don't really like, but I'd be happy to have, Deshaun Jackson. Ooh, no, 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 no. Actually, that that probably replaces that be, with Tom Brady. Yeah, I was about to say, that might be I, Tom Brady. Why? He's great at returning punch in the Meadowlands. Oh, come on. <laughs> Maybe Matt Dodge shouldn't have sucked. That, that sucked. Would you hate Amari Cooper? Uh, uh, yeah, fuck Amari Cooper forever. Um, what about that guy Jason screwed Whitten? me out of a fan of that. So I was thinking uh, Witten, but I like Witten. Like he's the, he's been the only cowboy that I liked. Um, Dak Prescott. You don't talk about overrated. Um, <laughs> so that, that that's the interesting football. Yeah, it'd probably be Carson Wentz. Talk about overrated. As long as like uh, we have a good uh, training medical staff. Uh, which which we kind of don't, but <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck Deshaun Jackson. We've upset Mark. I, that was like that was like one of the greatest games ever. That was the worst. <laughs> I fell asleep and I woke up right as he was returning that punt. <laughs> When I fell asleep, they were up three touchdowns. That's pretty rough. Maybe you should have stayed awake. If you stayed awake, it would have been a different outcome. Yeah. Terrible. Or stayed the asleep. So, game is out of contest. I better fall asleep. Terrible, 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 terrible. All right. Anybody have anything else you'd like to say before we go to beer reviews and such? Thank you. No, don't think so. Nobody ever asked mine. Bullshit. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm you interested. I thought you were going to lead into it. Nope. It's bullshit. I asked each of you yours, and nobody can ever ask me mine. So I'm not going to give my opinion. You guys are assholes. Sorry. Because we, we don't care anyway. Yeah, no. Beer reviews. Kyle. No, Paul's going to go first. Oh, okay. I had the Basil Hayden Caribbean Reserve, Rye Reserve. That's not what I meant. What are talking about? He wants you to do your you players. Know. Um, no. All right. Fair reviews, Paul. Shut up, Massey. We're not leaving until this is done. So, all right, because I kind of want to leave. Um, <laughs> I was say, I, I will hang up. <laughs> so I think it's pretty obvious the one I hate that I would hate. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, that would be... So even in the current Bears quarterback situation. You don't want Aaron Rodgers. Mark, if Aaron Rodgers Aaron became Rodgers. a Chicago Bear and they won the Super Bowl, I would be happy for 52 players. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers became a Chicago Bears quarterback, I would buy it to burn it. Um, 
and the other one was Jimmy Graham. See a player that I don't like. A player that I don't like that I would like if they. I would like if they joined the Bears. Hey, does anyone else see Massey's video like slash into other people's videos? Stafford's a good one, Mass. That's a good one. Stafford is a good one. Peterson. I don't hate Peterson. I respect him. Uh, let's see. Five years ago, it would have been Clay Matthews. Um, Jordy now, Nelson. AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk's retired. He's not active. Oh, he's um, coming back. <laughs> one year stint, Bears head yeah. coach. Oh, man. Could you imagine if the Bears hired that serial arsonist as their head coach? <laughs> you seen that guy on the Pat McAfee show? He looks like a criminal minds investigated. <laughs> um, is he a player that I hate? Terrell Suggs is still active. Yeah, but I wouldn't be happy if the Bears signed him because he's so old now. Um, fuck Harrison Smith. Ziggy answer. No, it'd probably be Stafford. It's the only one I can really think about, really. It'd be Stafford or... Kenny Gallagher? No, Stafford or maybe, like, Glover Quinn. What about Thielen? No, I don't really hate Thielen. Darius Slay. Devontae Adams. Darius Slay's a good one, too. No, fuck Devontae Adams. Packers are pretty much off the table. Um... Probably would have to be a line. Probably Stafford. DJ Raji. Ooh, so Mock's getting killed in the sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a real shame when that Nintendo Switch accidentally falls down the stairs <laughs> and then Maddie shits on it. <laughs> Maddie the dog, not Maddie the kid. Um, Maybe both. Why not? So, beer reviews. Why you, uh, Mass, why don't you start with your, your liquor review real quick? It was it was coconut flavored. It was all right. No, that's why it was all right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, flavored. is that your wife's drink? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Who else is next? That's all you're giving. Yeah. This works in any of mine combined. I guess I'll go. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> Just know <laughs> I said Kendall. Oh, you what? Me? Again. I'm pretty over it. But <laughs> it's a good beer, but just not. Don't want it anymore. I know where I'm driving this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What'd you have? I have. It would be hilarious. Imagine if this COVID thing was a giant prank that we convinced the world to pull just so that baseball couldn't be on for Kyle. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have signed up for that. Thank you, Mark. No, I don't yeah, care about you being able to watch to baseball. Do you, Kyle. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Again, I'm over wearing these goddamn masks. Yeah, but, Mark, you're getting $450,000 deposited tax free into your account when it's over. How long do I have to wear the mask? For a year. Nah, until the end of July. Yeah, fuck for a year. I wouldn't do that either. Not until the end of the July. Let's say the end of August, so that there's just you no would. baseball season. Hold on, no, 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 no. 
You wouldn't wear a mask for nine months to get $450,000? Uh, if, if the world that we're living in right now, nah, I'm pretty over I, it. I, I would because it. I'd put peanut butter in it and just lick it all day. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog at the groomer. No, like a dog in my room when no one's home. And my job pretty much sucks right now without... No, Kyle, your job sucks all the time. <laughs> More than normal. Uh, Kendall, beer review? I had the Vanilla Porter from Breckenridge Brewery in What's Colorado. Uh, Breckenridge? No, no, the name of the beer. Oh, Vanilla Porter. Yeah, it's not just called that. No, I'll show you. Your camera's spotty. You're probably hacking it or something. It's called Vanilla Porter. Oh, God, I'm going the wrong What's way. A, it's a good barcode. Yeah, I see the name right there. Anywho. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, color, dark brown. Oh, it's also 5.4%. 17 Wait, Kendall, real quick. How much, what, what kind of pack did that come in? It came in a uh, five-pack. Well, what I mean by that is it's a 15-pack, uh, three beers, five types, variety pack. So, so, you, so you have one for the ride home? I don't. I drank them all. You drank all five? No, no, uh, only three. Only three in a... You said three beers, five each. Oh, I, I meant reverse that. <laughs> you also said that there was five of them earlier. So five to a pack, five types to a pack, three... I think I'm explaining it right. I th- what do you so, even say? <laughs> first of all, Mox sounds like he's in a wind tunnel, and Kendall sounds like a guy who fucking roots for the wrong NBA team while he's showering his <laughs> Uh, 5.4%, uh, dark brown, big surprise, the aroma and flavor profile was vanilla, um, it was good, I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually, I gave it, uh, four stars, and absolutely would get again. You enjoy everything, you would get everything again. That's not true, if you let me finish, Kyle, I closed out with a very, uh, misfortune of the Bud Light Lemon Tea, and I really regret it. <laughs> not, not enough to not drink six of them on the way home. That's true. I'm going to have one on the ride home. <laughs> uh, uh, Mark? As, as the usual, Sea Hag is, is to me... Um, Mark, it sounds like you're holding your nose while you talk. Uh, any better? Yes. Yeah, much better. Sea oh. um, Hag, to me, is, is probably one of the best beers in the state. I personally... Enjoy it a lot. Um, six pack is ten bucks. It's everywhere. I'm I'm all in on the Sea Hag. Neat. Hmm? Don't say neat like a nerd <laughs> professor. <laughs> what? I had the Basil Hayden's Caribbean Reserve Rye, aged and matured in rum casks. Um, it was very smooth. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of it. I only had two rocks glasses worth. Um, but it was very tasty. Um, you couldn't really taste the rum, but you could get a little bit of a residual sweetness on the end from the rum. But it was really good. No real bite to it. Just a real nice, smooth, uh, sipping bourbon. Unfortunately, I'm not really like a big liquor drinker anymore. Probably just gonna like dump this after because the bottle's flowing to keep it. But I'm probably just gonna dump out the rest of this and fill it with water or something like a colored water for display. Let's wrap it up. And then um, I finished off with a multiverse from uh, Kent Falls Brewing. 
Uh, it is a imperial stout at nine percent alcohol. Um, just pretty solid. No overlying flavor of anything vanilla, or chocolate, or coffee or anything like that. Just a pretty good, well-rounded stout. Um, I don't remember what I gave it in the beverage journal. Let's call it four stars. We'll get again. Now, Kendall, which which part or which video did you not care for what you saw? Which one? What? What? I don't know, because right around, there, there was two things that were happening, and then you reacted. I was just curious which one that caused the reaction. Oh, was him it? him dumping out the, the, <laughs> the bottle. Of course, that's what I mean. Hey, I sent a video to some to you guys at some point. I don't remember on what platform, but saying, Kendall, or like, Kendall watched the fourth video. Oh, I, Facebook. you're talking about the Would horse you? with the eye, right? We're talking about the dog's eye getting the film removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't care to answer that chat. Mark, go in the group chat and watch it. It's the mo- the Facebook group chat. It's the most satisfying video on the internet. The fourth one is like a dog that has like a like a like a sleep film on its eye, and someone's removing it with a tweezers. I, I actually ended up seeing that accidentally, like like two days before you sent it, and it, it really upset me. <laughs> Not as much as me dumping this bourbon out after. Uh, that will upset me. Yeah, I'm going to do it, though, because I don't need it. Yeah, but I do. Nah, you wouldn't enjoy it. I would. You don't like rum. I don't love rum, but I'd love to have it. That means that Mark needs to tell us where people can find us. Oh, God. This video is terrible. Oh, you're watching it now? (laughs) Oh, my God. But, uh... Oh. God. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> be, be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Grunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Score four. The hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's doing a sink pour on your favorite bourbon <laughs> or showering with socks on. Oh, the worst. Like, I, I don't even understand the level of psychopath. psychopath. <laughs> but uh, the same thing. That's the second time today, Kyle. Remember when we said spaz together? Then we had be sure to subscribe anyway. on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, anywhere we're there. Yeah. Check out the Peter Pino show Wednesday, um, seven thirty to ten thirty. You got the Four Live Crew on Sundays. Don't forget the show that Mark always forgets the name of. I was going to say, Kendall, still don't know this guy's name. Is it John? Joe Antonio Joe, Show? damn it. That guy would appreciate a, a good sync for. I know it's a J and an A. I know it's J and A. I always want to say, like, John Antonelli. <laughs> Jose Abreu. Ooh. Bobby Abreu. Yeah, he's and the worst that, Abreu. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure to tune in next week when we do uh, another covid presentation but there is a there's a chance that that kyle and i come to the studio because we just we need to get out of the house we miss it i miss having diarrhea from mcgriddles tuesday mornings <laughs> um but uh we'll figure that out but anyway we will be live next week from 8 30 ish to 11 30 ish until then i'm your host cupcake the riddler i'm mark she washable please no i'm jim mark <laughs> Listen, I'm still uh, convinced that J-Mart and Chris Massey are the same guy. I'm the last J-Mart. You can't do that. I already <laughs> did it.
And I'm the rat of a red baron. Yeah.